Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. What about Aub? Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get to pumping. I know Clip said he, he packed us in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip home. Got him. Strike three. It's all over. The Pirates are dancing, and they'll have a home regional in Greenville, North Carolina. A lot of people just see what we do on the field. They don't see the hours at 5 in the morning and the hours when it's 100 degrees out in Greenville. They don't see all that, so just seeing it finally pay off is just really awesome. Our guys are tough as nails. They've continued to show up when nobody else believed in them. I'm just so daggone proud of them. It's going to be fun. We in, we, in we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250-930. You can find us on PR927FM.com. And can you find us on video? No, you cannot. <laughs> CJ Schaefer will get to work on that and get us on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, we'll have that up and going soon where you can throw in your questions, comments. How you feeling about this Super Regional coming up on Friday? Are you one of the thousands that are nervous about maybe not getting tickets to this Super Regional? There has been a ton of discussion on that. And if you have any feedback on that, thoughts on that, you can chime in today via twitter and as soon as we get our video feeds up got a uh, dm uh from a, a guy named josh who wants to ask a uh, throw out a talking point for today's show regarding tickets and we'll do that momentarily uh coming up on this program a lot of baseball talk especially uh from four to six scooter rogers scott rogers play-by-play voice of ecu baseball will join us coming up at four o'clock at around 4 30 patrick mason who is the beat writer for the daily reflector will give his thoughts on the regional and the upcoming super regional as he was out at clark leclerc friday through monday so we'll get the thoughts of scooter and p mace and at five o'clock steven igo hoist the colors will join us to talk all things super regional pirates and texas going at it and i did see earlier uh today not on the site i look at but on a uh a different site that texas was i believe minus 170 to win the super regional the greenville super regional so they are the favorites heading into this weekend uh to take on east carolina and uh no surprise there texas i think the third or fourth highest uh number to win it all to win the college world series this year behind tennessee and i guess oregon state some others so um or did oregon state who won the corvallis regional was that uh vandy help me out chan oh chandler honeycutt's here hey chandler hey what's up buddy you don't know the answer to that question do you um no i would think that the home no vandy lost vandy Vandy lost. lost yeah are we on video cj no we've got uh one big dog working on it right now one big dog just one just one there's huh. a little dog that will you know you're kind of like scrappy Doo. 
Now that I think about Can it, we, uh, what is what, oh, seems, what seems to be the problem? When we get to the point where we jump the shark, we bring in Scrappy Doo. Yeah, that's when the show has officially jumped the shark. <laughs> get off me! And the, are hitting me. The shark has been jumped. Scrappy Doo. Still in his office. Scrappy Doo. We were assaulting me. I mean, as a a OG Scooby Doo enthusiast. Scrappy dude do ruined the show. We do have John Moody on Twitter saying, since Facebook is down, Clipper! Anxiously waiting to see if I made the cut for tickets. Yeah. Who, who got a golden ticket? Who got a golden ticket? This is a hot ticket. So Clipper. we're not on camera at the moment? Correct. All right. I need to pick my nose. <laughs> what? I need to... I don't know. What did you not understand about that? The fact that you... So you had a problem with people seeing it but not hearing about it. Yeah. Okay. I don't really have a problem with people seeing it either, but it's just not very. I don't know. <sighs> Hold on. I just got. I gotta get. I gotta get up in there too. There's things you can do. Oh yeah. Off camera that you you probably shouldn't do on camera, right? And I think picking your nose is one of those things. Or punching Chandler in the face. Eating a 12 inch sub. Probably shouldn't do it on air. But uh, off camera, it's easy to do. All right, so John is one of the many. All right, before we get there, we have a starter. Yes, we do. And it will be the lefty, C.J. Mayhew, getting the ball coming up Friday noon as East Carolina takes on Texas. We'll be with you Friday at noon. Uh, For those of you who are outside of Clark LeClaire Stadium, uh, you can check us out on Facebook and YouTube as we will have a watch along. Got a ton of feedback. Chandler, you were going over the notable likes on our instagram right yeah people who saw it including connor norby what that a, was cool to see what a po- popular video that elijah was. morris ecu uh, football that was a popular video throughout all of our social media here at pirate radio facebook twitter instagram on instagram we had some notable likes you mentioned one connor norby uh it was a like elijah morris from ecu football <laughs> was a like bryce williams our very own bryce williams was Dang. a like um and and several others i think we were over 700 likes on that over 4500 views on that video on instagram so um but we had such a great time on monday had a great time with everybody that was interacting with us on uh, on facebook on youtube yeah so um, if you can't make the game we're gonna do it all over again and this time it's gonna be super yes super and uh no pun intended because ecu hosting the super regionals right here in greenville against the texas longhorns i totally intended that pun the only reason i said it no pun intended no i intended pun intended thank you 100 percent. all right uh coming up today did we mention we mentioned the guests we're trying to get the video up so will you get a ticket so ryan robinson from ecu athletics earlier today tweeted out ecu athletic ticket office working through ticket allocation process for super regionals late into the night uh this was at 705 this morning He says, nearly 7,500 tickets requested by Pirate Nation. We are able to allocate approximately 4,600 tickets to the public. Uh, He says, emails will be sent Wednesday early evening with confirmation. And Pirate fans, I've seen a lot of, you know, it's bandwagon season, Chandler. So people are Uh, trying to get on board now. I've seen the tweets of where were these people at in in February and March and, you know, um, seeing a lot of those tweets. It is the hottest ticket in town. It's the hottest ticket, in my opinion, in ECU athletics history. You can give us a call 317-1250 if you have any thoughts on this. And it looks like we are up on Facebook Live and on YouTube. So 
thank you big dog uh for getting us up so you can check us out there and chime in there uh, i got a dm from uh from a guy named josh josh slid in your dms he slid into the dims and he said something to discuss on the show today should season ticket holders and pirate club members that bought tickets and supported during the season in greenville regional have priority over other donors fair weather fan donors that maybe have higher pc rankings well i see which way he wants me to answer this question by the way it's asked um what is fair people maybe couldn't make it to the regional i saw somebody last week that said well i'm a huge baseball fan pirate club member couldn't make it last weekend due to work but i can make it this weekend so is it fair that that person gets left out because they had to work last weekend i don't know is it fair for somebody that's been there every game that is going to get lapped by a power club member with higher priority points i don't know if that's fair but life isn't fair here's the thing i think we can all agree on it's a good thing we don't have to make those decisions <laughs> correct <laughs> I'm uh, happy to... I don't want to answer this question. To not get paid a lot of money, so I don't have to answer a lot of questions like that. That's right. (laughs) Um, He says... Now, this is interesting, though. Does the Pirate Club need to have a separate priority system for football versus baseball based on who's attending and supporting the program throughout the season? Well, how about basketball, Josh? Where are you at there? Ooh. Not a basket. I think if you haven't gone to Menji's Coliseum oh. this past basketball season, you can't go to the Super Regional. We're in, baby. <laughs> We're there. Section 203 is there. All three of us. 213. Do I, did I say 203? Yeah. 213. All right, you're out. a few months I'm and out. you already forgot where you sat. I'm out. If you didn't go to a basketball game last year, you can't go to the Super Regional. That is, now, I don't make the rules, but that would be my rule. Uh, But I think that is a good question. Does the Pirate Club need to have a priority system for football versus baseball? So, I don't know, man. Look, we're all selfish. We all all want to to go, I know. But they're doing uh, the best they can right now. Just some points that, uh, Josh, you should send these to the the higher-ups at East Carolina instead of me. Uh, What do you think about that, though? Should there be, like... If you, <laughs> you, you are very that. uncomfortable right now. I am because I mean I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a and you know why? Because why? it's a good question. What is fair? That was a good question. What, I just asked. What is fair? What is fair? Um, I think there's a lot of loyal. <laughs> John says, "Sugboat members only." Oh my god! Don't even get that started. Oh, Sugboat is no longer a thing. <laughs> Fair weather idiot. You are the, the Oh my god. If you were on the sug boat, you get a free pass into uh Clark LeClaire this this Friday. Hey, I got my sug boat pass. <laughs> oh, you're good. Come on in. Um let's see. Uh Steve, by the way, speaking of paying money and, and getting a seat and everything, Steve says, How do I get a PSL for the watch along on Friday? I'm gonna say you can get a seat right here beside me for 200 bucks, cash. All right, and I believe Steve is on his Vimo right now. All right. Sending $200. 200 bucks cash. and To you? Or yeah. can we split it? Can we? Can I get 100 and you get 100 No, right. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. If I'm going to be here and you're going to be here. This is okay. a side And deal. Chandler's going to be here. Y'all get paid by Pirate Radio, as do I. Right. Yeah. 
well then why do you get the money and nobody I, else gets it i'm selling this specific ticket if you want to sell a ticket to sit beside you you can do that it's a free market all, All right. right. Who wants to sit? It's going to cost you more, though. <laughs> Who wants okay, to sit right beside Chandler Honeycutt for two hundred dollars? Wait, how much Not is my flight? Wait, wait. I got a book of. <laughs> I got a book of flight to Canada. Let's see how, Let's see how much. Five hundred bucks. So yours is five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks to sit beside you. Sit beside Friday, me Friday during the watch along. During the watch along. All right. Well, look, we this is America, baby. We're going for hey, that look, green. You know, any way we can get it. I'm a hustler, baby. Don't you know? David said there was a, around 100 tickets available today, gone in 45 seconds per the ticket office. I talked to um, our mutual friend Bobby from Sports Trivia. So Saturday night, East Carolina beat Virginia. And after that session, immediately after the final out, I guess tickets went on sale for the next two sessions. The Sunday afternoon game and the sunday evening game and from the time so i i said your final score east carolina four virginia two if that was the score i think it was yeah it was and i went to the uh to the restroom to you know to use the potty as one does after they've been sitting there a while and by the time i got back eric ward had taken over my my ship and was at the mic and said tickets for tomorrow are sold out so that they went like that and bobby said his sister was lucky enough to be one of the people that immediately got in after the final out and then before eric said that after like a minute and a half yeah like that's how fast they go and so, then after the final out on monday when we clinched the greenville regional it was like uh maybe 30 seconds to a minute after that final out ECU Athletics posting just about everywhere on their social media tickets for the Super Regional. Uh, yeah. A picture of, of Cliff Godwin. John Moody says he just got a confirmation email. Congrats, John Moody. So I guess you're not going to be a part of the watch along. Too bad. Be on the lookout, folks, uh, if you are in for a ticket. Uh, John says, how much to sit next to Cliff in Omaha? Well, I will not be going to Omaha because I am literally chained here. I also have a tracking device on my ankle, an ankle monitor, to make sure I do not leave the studio. So I will be here in Omaha if the Pirates go. Um, yeah, so. Oh, John, you dog. John pulled a me. John said, just got a confirmation email. For my DoorDash China 10 order. Oh, <laughs> what a jerk. Such a clip Brock way of, uh, that's a good. I got to tell you, I don't. That's pretty good. Now I know why a lot of people don't like me, because I don't like John right now. Wow. We were happy for you, John. I know. It, we were legit happy for you. And, uh, man. What a wow. jerk face. All time jerk face move. All right. Well, never mind on that confirmation email thing. That was a good one, John. You, I congratulated you, you, John. Yeah, we, we believed in you, John. You're dead to us, John. Um, also, earlier today, I think this rumor was started by Minji's Maniacs um, that Kevin Durant had bought 100 tickets. And then I see people posting it on Facebook. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's usually hey, I know. just saw uh, Kevin Durant bought 100 tickets. Folks stop believing things you read online stop believing things john moody tells you i put out we on, just learned that a minute ago <laughs> i believe i put out on twitter that ricky williams had purchased 100 jungle seats 
and he used all the tickets as rolling papers. And you also <laughs> said that Roger Clemens purchased some tickets too. What did he do with them? And shredded them up and threw them at Mike Piazza. That he did. We and should, that is true, by the way. All that is true. We should try to figure out an overarching rumor to start from Pirate Radio. We all retweet it. We all share it and do. We got to push this hard. I don't know what it'll be. But we got to do one. Let's uh, let's do it like one summer day when nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, but but it'll be big, and it'll be believable enough that we can get people. All right, be on the lookout for that in the next couple months. All right, Pirates and Longhorns Saturday at excuse me Friday at noon Saturday at noon. Let's get a uh, quick vibe check. Chandler, how you feeling? Um, I, I'm very excited for this opportunity. For ECU baseball. Um, so I think my feelings right now is just more um, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious because of, you know, I mean, it's, it's sold out. It, it, it's a 12 o'clock on a Friday, and Clark LeClaire is just going to be absolutely packed. It's going to be rocking. Saturday, I'm, I, I'm sure it's going to be the same way, no matter the result of the Friday game. I'm just very excited for the for the, for Cliff Godwin and this ball club to have this opportunity against a really good program in Texas. So um, I'm not going to say ECU's going to win. I'm not going to say they're going to win this series, but I like you know how we've been playing baseball down the stretch. I like how we responded on Monday after whatever that was on Sunday against Coastal Carolina. Um, most importantly. I'm glad that it's at home and we're not on the road and that ECU, this fan base, gets a chance to experience this. I had a nervous excitement feeling in the belly on Saturday night. And you know what really can take the nerves away? A Josh Moylan two-run home run. A moonshot. And I had a nervous feeling Monday going into that game against Coastal. And what took that away was a Bryson Worrell RBI triple and a Jacob Jenkins Coward sack fly to go ahead and get up early and credit to the pitchers in those games as well mayhew on saturday and spivey on monday for getting east carolina to the second to the third you know scoreless to give them the opportunity to get a lead and and that'll calm the nerves a little bit a little bit for sure in terms of nerves i think for me i'm Oddly, more more confident than I think I've been the past couple trips uh, East Carolina's made to a Super Regional. And it's a small detail, but on Monday, I'm sure we all noticed, there was no dog pile. And I think that speaks a little more than people will let on because I think this team understands that there's still a lot of work to be done. A dog pile is... I mean, there you can dog pile to celebrate, obviously, but... This team, it feels like they're on a mission and they know that wasn't the time to dogpile. The time to dogpile is coming up in a few days. You're 100% correct on that, but you know who doesn't give a damn if ECU dogpiles, cat piles, cow piles? Horse piles. Texas. Correct. They don't, they're coming in here. They don't care if ECU celebrated or didn't. Right. You got to beat Texas. Yeah. That's, that's the mentality. Of course, Texas will have that mentality, but I think to ECU's point, to ECU's yeah. defense, the decision to not dogpile says a lot about the mentality that they're having, whereas in years past, you dogpile, you're like, cool, we did it, we've accomplished this huge feat, and now it's like, okay, that's the first step, and you still have another step to go. 
David uh, on Facebook Live says, check this out. Had four tickets in my cart this morning at 9 o'clock. At 9.07, they vanished. Even though it says you have 10 minutes to purchase them, you don't. He said, super frustrated, but nothing the ticket office can do. Um, Steve said, StubHub has Friday tickets starting at $332. Yowzer! The hottest ticket ever for a East Carolina event. Man, crazy stuff. Mm. Uh, And... I hope, you know, not everybody that wants to go is going to go, and life ain't fair. Don't know what to tell you. I have a, uh, I have great news for you if you cannot make it out to Clark LeClaire. I'm sorry for you, but... I don't think this is going to calm anybody's feelings. We're going to have a watch-along, 12 <laughs> o'clock think, on Friday. Join us for the watch-along. Watch our reactions to ECU Texas in Game 1 of the uh, the Greenville Super Regional. Wait, my dream is to go to a Super Regional at Clark LeClaire when ECU takes on Texas, and I can't? But you're telling me I can watch Clip and Chandler on my computer instead? Hey. Awesome! Let's go, baby! Woo! Woo-hoo! That is the real dream. And we That's will the be real fun. <laughs> That's, and guess what? It is free 99, baby absolutely free, free 99 guess what it is on StubHub? not a damn thing <laughs> free 99 tune in 12 o'clock friday what a deal i mean who's giving out deals like this in this economy nobody only pirate radio and i just want to say you're welcome i just wanted to plug the watch long again no that was good that was good Sorry. all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return we'll visit with the voice jeff charles get his thoughts on the Super Regional coming up in Greenville, North Carolina. Back with more Big Baseball Edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, a very special sports trivia. AJ's coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. We will say goodbye to Eric Ward, who, uh, of course, with ECU Marketing, has been a sports trivia regular for years now with the B-team. And uh, we will give our farewells to Eric before we see him for the final time ever, and ever never speak to him again, never never say his name again after today. Who's the most recent uh, person, most recent ECU personality that you had to do this to? Was it Corey Glor last year? Corey Glor and Steve Ullman, who did graphics for East Carolina, both left at kind of the same time. Jody, Jody Jones. And they're all uh, kind of from that team. So, we've had a lot of exits uh, going elsewhere. So, that means we need more rookies. We need more. Now could be your time to come in and win and have a good time at Sports Trivia Day. Jamie Murphy's coming up 8 o'clock 
tonight. Uh, come on out and join us. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and visit with the voice on this Wednesday. Jeff Charles joins us, and Jeff not in Greenville, North Carolina, so he's enjoying this East Carolina run remotely and man there's gonna be a lot of fired up people coming up this weekend at clark leclair stadium and i know uh, even though you can't be here jeff you're gonna be fired up too uh, for what's coming up this weekend yeah no doubt about it it's been a great run clip by the way do you have any tickets uh, i do not jeff you're only the uh, one millionth person to ask so no i do not I bet so. well <laughs> not being the important guy you are you'd have a bunch of tickets clip. I, I look i tell people this all the time jeff one of the reasons i mean I've, I've always been a huge sports guy but i even thought as a kid one way to you know guarantee i can go to games and go to games for free and maybe even get paid to go to games is to uh to be in this business somehow some way so i'm glad i'll be behind my pa microphone to secure a seat on saturday but yeah there's a lot of demand there is too much demand for the amount of tickets they have and uh and they're going like hotcakes and now the secondary market's about to get involved yeah no doubt about that i've been following it online and congratulations cliff you'll have one of the best seats in the house, but you deserve it because you've been there through the Pirates' uh, wins and losses this year and in the previous years. So it's going to be a great atmosphere on Friday, a great atmosphere on Saturday, national television exposure. And again, we've talked about this here in the last three weeks or so. You just cannot say enough about these players and these coaches. And what an incredible turnaround this has been. It has been remarkable. And oftentimes when you see a team get off to a bad start and 14 and 13 at one point in the season and struggling to win and then turn things around in this dramatic fashion. It just does not happen very often. So again, a big tip of the cap to the players and the coaches. They have deserved this and just glad that, uh, that they're where they are now. Now, of course, the next step is to find a way to beat Texas, which will not be easy. This is one of the terrific college ba- baseball programs uh, nationally each and every year all those appearances in Omaha at the College World Series and their history and another really, really good ball club this year. Should be a great matchup, but, hey, the Pirates have a shot at them, so let's see what they can do this weekend. How about the run that Bryson Worrell is on, Jeff? He is the Greenville Regional MVP, doing it at the plate, doing it in the field as well. Got on Sports Center with a couple of great catches and uh, just a, a magical run to the end of his career here at East Carolina. A guy that could have gone pro and, and taken a shot last year but decided to come back and try to do something special he is certainly doing that and 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 people ask you know you know where is he going to get drafted and boy there is such a a stain on guys that stay in college baseball uh, for their senior season and these MLB guys look at them like dinosaurs but the way Bryson has played you got to think uh, he's going to get a look it's just a matter of you know when he'll go how much he gets but man he has uh done a phenomenal job here really all his senior year but here lately he's he's taking it to a new level he really has clip and he has been terrific and he looks the part uh he certainly looks like a professional baseball player but again uh he does not have the leverage that players have yeah. once they complete their junior year so you know it's a business at the end of the day professional baseball is a business and so he does not have quite the bargaining power that perhaps he would have had last year, even though I don't think he was real high on the radar last year. But, boy, has he ever developed this year. And I know he's uh, 23 years plus, so if he is going to get a shot at pro baseball, that's uh, a little bit older than some guys. So he's got that working against him. But I'll tell you what, anybody that has seen him play 
uh, just has to think that this guy's got potential to be a really good professional baseball player. And I think he'll get a chance to, I don't know how much money he's going to get clip and where he would be drafted, but he's going to get a chance. And uh, let's just hope for Bryson's sake that he takes advantage of it. And he has a nice long pro baseball career. How about the, the two teams meeting in Greenville, Jeff, uh, CJ Schaefer, put it out yesterday that these teams have a combined 37 trips to omaha and uh and unfortunately east carolina has zero of those so this is uh, a blue blood program really across the board but when it comes to baseball just to put that number in perspective i mean how many college world series have they been for them to go as many times as they have jeff really impressive and uh texas has it rolling again this year yeah, they really do clip, and it's almost like old hat for them. That's an expectation with that program to go to Omaha each and every year. They've had some great players come through there, of course, like Roger Clemens and so many others. And so it is, uh, it is as you mentioned, one of the real blue blood programs uh, in America. And they're very good this year. I think these games, at least looking at them in, on paper, should be very cleanly played games because both of these teams are very good defensive teams. We've seen what the Pirates have done this year, flashing the leather, and, and Texas is, is right there, too. So you would think that, uh, again, these games are going to be well-played games, uh, talented guys out on the field making plays. So that always makes it fun, too. You know, some of these games that are the 14 to 12 sloppy games with a lot of errors and walks and pass balls, those aren't really fun games to watch. But I think these games uh, look like they can be really competitive, perhaps low-scoring games, well-played games. So it's going to be a really good matchup. I know Texas has got some thunder in the lineup, especially the big guy. Uh, the Pirates going to have to be very careful with him. I think both teams have good pitching, and I think it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, Jeff, recency bias is the thing that, that certainly gets us all, uh, myself included. But, I mean, this has got to be the, the biggest sporting event, the biggest uh, athletic event at East Carolina on East Carolina's campus, and we were kind of talking about that this week. You have been uh, the, on the call for uh, many of the other ones. So, th- does this one rank number one, Jeff? You think? I mean, we've got you know Conference USA Championships, some big regular season games in football, some regionals, but I mean, this has got to be at the top of the charts, right? Well, it's got to be at the top of the chart, baseball-wise, Clip. There's no doubt about that because it's a super regional, and the Pirates have never hosted a super regional before. So, yeah, baseball-wise, it's it's got to be there. I don't know how you can compare sports, uh, you know, baseball versus football or baseball versus basketball. As we all know, the Pirates have not had a whole lot of big uh, moments in, in basketball. You have had the, the upsets over Marquette and Louisville and Cincinnati and, and those kinds of games, but... Uh, football's had some great moments, as we know, some sellout crowds. And as you mentioned, uh, Conference USA championship game. And so, yeah, you, you've got to put it right up there as far as the entire scope of ECU athletics, but uh, certainly number one uh, as far as baseball is concerned. Jeff, it's been really cool to see everybody get behind the East Carolina baseball team, and that includes – uh, the athletic programs and the athletes from the other sports at East Carolina. Keaton Mitchell, uh, namely, uh, has become ECU's biggest bandwagon baseball fan, and he has had a blast going to games and 
talking about it on social media. They had him mic'd up. Uh, but Mike Schwartz and his players were there. A uh, ton of football guys there. Kim McNeil. I uh, saw Kirk Kraft, uh, who will join us on the show today, running around out there. And, and that's really neat, Jeff, to see kind of everybody get on board and, and you got that synergy and uh, uh, just a lot of feel-good moments out at, at uh, Clark LeClaire this week. And a lot of those have been uh, shared by a lot of the athletes that play other sports at East Carolina. It's neat to see. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, Clip, and uh, it's it's being a unifier for the athletics department and all of the athletes in the program, which is really, really good to see. And I've been following Keaton on social media, and I've really been really thrilled to see that because last year uh, Keaton was a really shy kid, and it was kind of tough to, to talk to him after games. He's very nice, but, you know, he just didn't have a whole lot to say because he's young and he had uh, cameras and microphones, you know, thrust in his face, and he really hadn't had to deal with that before. But I see him really coming out of his shell now, and it's been really fun to watch him on social media at these games. So uh, that's been really positive to, to see. And you mentioned Kurt Kraft, a cross-country and track coach at ECU Clip, and uh, I don't think there's a more supportive coach in the athletics department than Kurt I mean, he's at every single basketball game. He's at every single football game, and now he's at baseball. Uh, here, here's a guy that's really adopted ECU in the in the program. Remember, he came from Reno, Nevada. He's not an ECU person or an Eastern North Carolina guy, and he's really adopted uh, the program, and he's so good in supporting all the other sports and all the other athletes. So, yeah, it's, it's really been good to see because we all know the program's gone through tough times, and Boy, this, uh, this baseball program now has been a rallying point for not only the folks inside the athletics department, but for the fan base. It's been a long time in coming, and let's just hope this momentum can continue now on into the fall and into football season. Hoping so. Jeff Charles joins us getting cranked up for football, but that, that's another great thing about this run East Carolina baseball is on. It's given us a lot to cheer for. It's given us a lot to talk about here on Pirate Radio because we're about to enter uh, a pretty dry time in the world of sports. you got the NBA Finals going on. You've got the Stanley Cup Final about to begin and uh, some other stuff going on, but it is a nice bridge to kind of get us to mid-June, into July, and then in August we crank back up full steam ahead uh, with football. Speaking of those NBA Finals, Jeff, Game 3 coming up tonight. How about Boston stealing Game 1 last week? Uh, we're down double digits and went on a crazy run uh, in the late third or uh, fourth quarter to take Game 1. Warriors come back, win Game 2. So you got a big one coming up tonight in Boston for Game 3. Yeah, this is huge. And that run was, I think, 46-18 to at <laughs> Golden State for Boston. Man which was pretty amazing to see that happen. But that's what happened. Clip, uh, you and I have been talking about this. I did pick Golden State when the playoffs started, so obviously I'm still alive with one of my few predictions that have come to fruition here. But uh, this is going to be a great game tonight. I think I also said I thought it was going to go seven games, and I picked Golden State to win in seven. So we'll wait and see if that happens. But, you know, Golden State uh, – they're very capable of winning the game at at Boston tonight. For them, it's it's a matter of Curry and you know Clay Thompson's been kind of up and down with his three point shooting, but Curry's been pretty consistent. If those guys are both hitting on the same night, they're very difficult to uh, to deal with. But Boston's just a really good, solid team with Tatum and Brown and you know Marcus Smart and 
And uh, also Draymond Green, those guys, like, you never know what they're going to come up with. So it's kind of interesting watching their shenanigans from game to game. But I think it's really evenly matched. That's why I, that's why I thought early on that it would go seven games. I'm going to stick with Golden State in seven. But just because Boston's playing at home tonight doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. Golden State will have a good chance to win uh, that game tonight. And, you know, it's uh, it's really good to see kind of the West Coast, East Coast factor in this game. you got the incredible tradition. We talked about Texas baseball tradition in college baseball. And then the Boston Celtics are the winningest NBA team in history. In Golden State here of late, they have been the marquee program, marquee team here the last eight, nine years in the NBA. So it's really a classic matchup, a really good matchup. I think the TV ratings have been good and will continue to get better as the series goes on. So, yeah, a lot of fun in the NBA right now and clipping the NHL and the Stanley Cup. Uh, Colorado is quite a story. I mean, they just blasted Edmonton in the final out west, uh, winning four games to nothing in that series. And uh, the Rangers series now is uh, is a really good one after what happened Last night with the Lightning, the Lightning have been just so good in, in recent years. That's a great series, too. So Colorado is just sitting back. They're waiting, hoping the Rangers and the Lightning beat each other up, and they're going to have a lot of rest when the finals start. Yeah, Canada's cupless uh, run continues, unfortunately, for those north of the border. Jeff, speaking of, uh, of, of guys playing right now, and you mentioned his name, I brought this up on Twitter and, and had a brief discussion with some ECU basketball fans last uh, Thursday where I said, what player on the court right now had 16 points and 10 rebounds against East Carolina? And I want to say it was like 2016 or 17. Uh, But the answer was Jalen Brown as ECU took on Cal. And I think they played San Diego State, too, out on the road uh, early in the season years and years ago. And I I remember at that time, and somebody brought it up to me on Twitter, that Ivan Rabb was uh, the NBA prospect for Cal, and Jalen Brown was kind of their number two option. Of course, Jalen Brown is a stud now for the Celtics. But um, um, do you remember that, Jeff, calling uh, Jalen Brown uh, right there live, taking on the Pirates years ago? I do very much so, Cliff. But I'll tell you what I remember about that is that ECU played UCF in football. I think it was a Thursday night game. It was a night game. I think it was a Thursday night game. And uh, I went back to the hotel and then uh, caught a flight from Orlando out to San Francisco and joined up with the basketball team. I mean, I think I got there about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the game was at (laughs) 7. And uh, got to the hotel, hopped on the bus, and we went over the bridge and played uh, Cal that night. And you're right, those two guys played against the Pirates, came back to the hotel, left the next day, went down to San Diego State and played the, the Aztecs down there. And uh, that was quite a trip. <laughs> and then back-to-back basketball games. And I, I'll tell you the one thing that I remember the most, uh, Clip, playing Cal, um, the, it didn't seem like a real big-time atmosphere yeah. at Cal. And uh, it's just kind of laid back when you go there. The traffic is incredible trying to get over the bridge and in San Francisco and Oakland, the traffic is, is unbelievable to try and get around. So I, I remember that. I do remember something about the game too. The pirates hung in there for a while, but they did get beat. And I remember, you know, just from a standpoint of enjoying a city and a trip, it was so much more fun to go to San Diego because San Diego is just a great, great city. 
and I had never been there before. And uh, it's so much easier to navigate, and with the ocean right there, and we stayed, I think, within, you know, like a half mile of the ocean, and from out of my hotel room, I could see Petco Park. It was like three blocks down the street. Oh, cool. And that whole area, that whole downtown area in San Diego with that district, with the restaurants and the shopping and all the amenities down there, it, it's a gorgeous place to visit. I'd like to go back sometime yeah, when I'm not working and, and just spend some time in San Diego because it became one of my favorite towns. And then the atmosphere at a San Diego State basketball game was so much better than at a Cal basketball game because their fans were really into it. I remember a great pep band there, uh, and it was loud and it was enthusiastic and a lot of great atmosphere. So, yeah, I remember that trip uh, very well, Cliff, a football game and two basketball games before we got back to Greenville. <laughs> Jeff saw both oceans uh, on the opposite side of the country there in a matter of a day. So, uh, voice, great stuff. We'll uh, we'll check in with you again next week, talk more sports with you. And, man, we could be talking about East Carolina's first trip to the College World Series this time next week. Hopefully they can get it done, Jeff. I know you'll be locked into it, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, again next week, Jeff. Sounds great, Cliff. Good luck to the Pirates this weekend. Hopefully this is the year they get that trip to Omaha. We'll be pulling for them. All right, the voice, Jeff Charles, ready to paint a couple purple. East Carolina, two wins away from going to the College World Series. They'll have to beat the Texas Longhorns to do that. We'll hear from both head coaches at some point in today's show. Got Cliff Godwin, his Zoom press conference earlier today. Also, a comment on David Pierce, the Texas head coach, coming to Greenville for the Super Regional. We'll take a timeout, come back, switch gears for a moment because East Carolina baseball trying to win a championship. Summer night trying to win a national championship at the NCAA Track and Field Championships uh, this week in Eugene, Oregon. She'll be competing in the pole vault. We'll talk to the coach of the ECU Track and Field Pirates. Kurt Kraft going to join us on the other side of this timeout from Eugene, Oregon. Got that on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We'll get back to the baseball coming up in the 4 o'clock hour with Scott Rogers, Patrick Mason, and Stephen Igo to wrap up uh, today's show. Also comments from Cliff Godwin, and you'll hear from Texas coach David Pierce. But right now, we'll highlight what's going on out in Eugene, Oregon. It is the Track and Field National Championships, and there is a Pirate trying to win it uh, in the pole vault competition. Summer Knight, who was an awesome guest on Pirate Radio Live with Troy D and I a couple months ago, will be competing in the pole vault, and the coach of East Carolina Track and Field is Kirk Kraft, joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live line from Eugene, Oregon. Coach, how you doing today? 
I'm doing good, Cliff. I uh, appreciate you having me on and taking the time to do this. Yes, sir. And, uh, Coach, I, I know where you were last weekend because I saw you scooting all around at Clark LeClaire Stadium uh, before heading out to the West Coast. So you got to take in some postseason baseball uh, before you headed west, right? It, absolutely. We have to support each other, Cliff, and, and I'm good friends with Coach Godwin. So uh, I, I ended up making the two games. I went to the UVA game and um, ended up going to the Coppin State game. So um, I enjoyed that, and I wish them well. But, yeah, we're out here with Summer Knight, as everybody knows that she was here a year ago, and uh, she was third at this meet. She was the first-team All-American. Uh, she set a personal record out here. And uh, we just hope that she can repeat this same performance. I hate to put the cart in front of the horse but uh, and want to jinx anything, but she competes tomorrow night. And, um, you know, we're just wishing her well. She's a wonderful young lady. We saw that firsthand when she joined Troy D and I in the Pirate Radio Studios. And that was ahead of the conference uh, championships, Coach. So, so catch us up on how she did there, and, uh, and we'll talk about where she is today. But how'd she do in the, the conference championships? Absolutely. Uh, Cliff, we went to Wichita in the middle of May, um, uh, and she – uh, again, was a conference champ. That was her second uh, conference champ in a row this year. She was a conference champ at the 2022 indoor meet and then the conference champ at the 2022 outdoor meet. And then she was also the conference champ at the 2021 outdoor meet uh, at USF. So she's a three-time conference champion. Um, she uh, So she finished up her career in the conference at a, on a very, very high note, uh, which propelled her into the regionals. Uh, we were in Bloomington. Um, a week ago, I feel like we've been gone for, you know, many, many weeks now. Uh, we spent a week in Wichita, a week in Bloomington, now a week out here. But she goes to the regional meet, and she cleared four bars, and they were all clean. And at the regional meet, they take the top 12 to advance to this meet. So she had a great regional meet. Uh, she's very confident about what she can do here. She's very enthusiastic. Um, she's very seasoned. And so it isn't like this is her first rodeo. So she's very excited about competing tomorrow night. Yeah, hopefully those nerves are out the window since she has been here before. How did she fare last year in the in the nationals out there, Coach? Yep, she was. Uh, she came into this meet. And I don't know if people remember or not, but she barely squeaked in into this meet. And I guess uh, the analogy I would use is uh, in baseball, it's called extra innings. In in, in basketball, it's called overtime. But a year ago, um, she snuck into the meet because she had to have a jump off at the regionals in uh, 2021. Uh, to sneak into the national meet because they only take the top 12, and she ended up 12th at the regional. Well, then she comes into this meet, and she put all that behind her and ended up getting third. So she was on the podium, a top three finish, and the last time we had somebody that finished that high in our track and field program uh, was a number of years ago, a gal by the name of Tinyita Butts. We had a great high jumper here um, that finished uh, as an All-American numerous times. But uh, Summer is without doubt one of the most decorated student-athletes um, in the history of, of ECU. I see a future Hall of Famer here. No doubt about it. Talking to Kirk Kraft, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. So, Coach, and we'll get more into Summer's individual event and when that is, but how about the, all the events going on? What, what is the schedule like these next couple of days out there in Eugene, Coach, as far as these nationals go? Because it's not just pole vaulting. Everything is going on out there. That's, that's correct. Um, uh, Cliff, this is one of the neatest places. If anybody has ever... Uh, uh, passed through Eugene, Oregon over the past many years. Um, you know, this is Tracktown, USA, and they've got an absolutely gorgeous facility here. It is one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, and that's not stretching it. It's uh, You can get online and you can Google it, you can look at it. 
but historic Hayward Field is one of the most beautiful places um, to, to view a track and field uh, event. So we're here. Uh, this is the mecca of track and field. They host the World uh, Championships this year. They host the NCAA Championships this year. Um, but the schedule, uh, what they do is they put the men's meet on a Wednesday, Friday, and they put the women's meet on a Thursday, Saturday. So today, being Wednesday, uh, the men's meet starts today, and then it concludes on, on Friday. They separate the men and the women, and then on uh, tomorrow, Thursday, um, and on Saturday is, is when the women's meet is. And the reason they do that, two separate programs, two separate genders, so they want to give the women their due uh, diligence of time and the men their due diligence of time and not mix them together. So uh, summer competes tomorrow. What is the best way to follow this? Are there viewing options, Coach Kraft? Yep, yep. E- um, the ESPN3 is okay. where this will be. Yep, she jumps at 9 o'clock um, East Coast time and 6 o'clock West Coast time. Okay. Yeah, we're different, obviously, so, but it'll be on ESPN3. And what they do is these ESPN3 cameras are exclusive to that event. So they'll have an ESPN3 camera at the pole vault, an ESPN3 camera at the shop. So so its own channel kind of, yeah, that's good then. It's separate cameras, but, you know, I I don't know, you know, it's above my pay grade, but they they cover the event exclusively. It isn't like they pan away and go to another event. The the field events get their full 100% attention, as do the running events. A lot of uh, future and maybe current Olympians out there where you are right now, Coach. And how about that? We talked to Summer about you know her future in pole vaulting. And uh, do you know uh, what the future holds for for Summer Night after this? Well, Cliff, that's funny you bring that up. You are dead on. You are one hundred percent correct. A lot of our future Olympians um, come from obviously this meet. Um, you know, when you watch the Olympic Games um, in the future you're going to see a lot of these student-athletes that are at this meet and in just about every event represent the United States of America um, across the board. So, you know, this is the theater program and into our professional. You know, you've got, you know, Major League Baseball and you've got NFL football. Well, the student-athletes in track and field, um, you know, become professionals. And and this is where you're going to see um, the future Olympians at this meet. And Summer, getting to your question, right now, you know, her future plans are – She's got a job in Greensboro. She's a wonderful person. She's a nursing major. She's going to end up uh, working in a local hospital in Greensboro. So future plans, I think she still wants to dabble with it a little bit. Mm. But uh, right now, I think she's probably going to turn her attention to just starting her life and starting her career. Well, that's awesome. Awesome uh, career on the track and now a great career off the track coming up in the future for summer night. And uh, you've seen this with a lot of your athletes over the years, I'm sure. Coach Kraft, and uh, it's, it's just awesome stuff. We'll be tuned into that on Thursday. And, and you said something a moment ago about uh, supporting all the athletics at East Carolina. Last time you were here in studio, I made sure to mention that I see you at all the basketball games. Pretty much every sporting event, you'll see Coach Kraft. So it had to make you feel good, Coach, to see Keaton Mitchell and his football teammates, the basketball team, Coach Kim McNeil, everybody kind of getting behind ECU baseball, and just like everybody's going to be locked into summer night tomorrow night. But that synergy, Coach, that, that's that's important for a university and their athletics to everybody kind of be rowing the same way, right? Well, absolutely, and I think that's important, as you just mentioned, that um, we are all pulling in one direction and we're all moving in one direction. And I think it's important that um, that we do support one another because we are one big family on that campus. And and uh, you know, I saw Coach Houston out there last week. I think it was at the uh, the UVA game on on, um, on Saturday night, 
And so I think as coaches that, um, and I saw our, our new soccer coach out there, Gary, um, Coach Gary. Um, so, you know, I think we need to do that. And I think that we have to, uh, you know, make sure that we are supporting one another. But I do appreciate you. I think people are going to be watching. You know, not only do we have a super regional going on in Greenville, North Carolina, but hopefully people will take a, a, a second to uh, – find out what summer night's doing out here as well absolutely uh thursday night nine o'clock eastern time folks can watch that follow along and uh coach Kraft, anything else we need to know today uh well i just you know again back to summer um you know you don't have student athletes like this come along very often and when they do you have to cherish the moment uh you can't take these moments for granted uh but she is going to be moving on this is her fifth year you know she chose to come back for her covid year um and it, it's going to end on a I think on a pretty good, uh, pretty good note, you know, this, this storybook, if you will, or this book, you know, it's, it's into its last chapter and it is going to be hard to say goodbye to her because you do, um, you know, appreciate what they do for you over the, over the five years when they're on campus here. You know, it's, it's not easy being a student athlete. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Uh, but to be lifting and practicing and being a good student as she is, um, she's one of the special ones, you know, they're all special, but um, you know, when they do everything correctly, they become really special, and that would be summer night. And uh, should be celebrated and will be celebrated uh, for sure. Coach Kraft, great stuff. Thank you for joining us today. You didn't happen to meet up with uh, Coach O, Gary Overton, out in Oregon. I know he was in Corvallis all weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as I was coming down I-5, coming down from Portland to Eugene, we fly into Portland. Um, I, you know, we go right through Corval- uh, Corvallis, or at least it's off I-5. Yeah. Um, and I think it's to the west of I-5. But uh, I did not re- realize that Coach O was out here. In fact, Oregon State is hosting a Super Regional. Am I correct? Uh, you are correct. Yes, sir. Yep. So is he still out here? Is Coach? Good question. I haven't talked to him this week. I talked to him last week, and he said he was slammed because they were sending him all the way out there. So I don't know if he's still there or not. I need to, I need to get in contact with We need to do a welfare check on Coach O. Well, what we need to do, Cliff, is, you know, remember the old Matt Lauer days at NBC, the NBC affiliate? You know, where is Matt Lauer? You know, where, 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 is, Coach, where, where is Coach Overton? Yeah, I like it. That's a good idea. Uh, Coach Kraft, you're the man. Thanks for joining us today. Good luck this summer. And uh, we're going to get, we got to get her back on Pirate Radio after all said and done. She was a great guest and look forward to speaking with her again. Absolutely, and you guys and I—you were giving me a hard time about that first pitch, and so she'll never forget that either. I tell you, no, we, coach, we need you back here. Dang, it's a shame you're not here this weekend. We need you to fire up the masses with another strike from the mound. Oh shoot! Well, Cliff, I'll let you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, coach. There is uh, Kurt Kraft joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. He is an interesting guy. He might be one of the biggest pirate fans that is out there. And uh, great, I like his move at the end. I was kind of trying to wrap up the conversation a couple times there, and he kept going. And then I tried to extend the conversation, and he wrapped it up. So yeah. he, he's got one up on me. That was a strong move. He got the last laugh. He alphaed me there at the end of the interview. Yep. So well done. Uh, Kirk Kraft, one of the all-time greats. Saw, once again, saw him running around, as always, yep. uh, at ECU Baseball this weekend. He is at every freaking sporting event if he's not coaching uh, track and field. He'll be there. At, uh, at the ECU sporting event. All right, when we return, we will uh, hear a few words from Scott Rogers. We'll let him say a few words, but rest up the vocals because he's got a lot more baseball to call this weekend. East Carolina and Texas going at it in the Super Regional. What a year for Scott to jump on board as the play-by-play voice for ECU baseball. We'll talk about that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. 
hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number two of today's program. Rolling right along. Patrick Mason going to join us later this hour. Beat writer for the Daily Reflector covers East Carolina baseball. And Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, will be here at 5 o'clock. Joining us now is the play-by-play voice of the ECU Baseball Pirates. He is Scott Rogers joining us. Scooter, welcome back. How you doing? Doing good, Clip. How about you? Doing great. Fired up uh, for some more Pirate baseball coming up this weekend. We talked to Kurt Kraft a moment ago out in Eugene, Oregon. That reminded me that Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton, was in Corvallis for the Corvallis Regional last weekend. And I joked that we need to do a welfare check on Coach O because I hadn't talked to him this week, talked to him last week. But, uh, Scooter, you said you have been in contact with Coach O. He's doing well. And where is he? He is. Uh, he'll be staying in Corvallis for <laughs> no this way. weekend. Uh, he said the NCAA were going to be keeping him out there for their Super Regional, but uh, he was definitely pumped for the Pirates and uh, hoping we can pull it out this weekend. Coach O's going to come back with like a long beard and <laughs> look like he's been in the wilderness for uh, two months. I but. wonder if he's going to run back like in Forrest Gump, have a, <laughs> have a bunch of people like running behind him. What a uh, I don't know, what a with wild him. week for Coach O. <laughs> I guess I'll go home now. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys can meet up in Middle America and say Nebraska. There you go. That would be a so, nice plan. Oh yeah, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Scooter, uh, what a year for you to jump on, huh? It has been un- it has been a crazy year. I'll say that, especially from start to finish. We were ready to fire you after the first series because <laughs> you called three straight losses to Bryant. <laughs> And we were trying to put our finger on what's wrong with the team. Well, it's probably the change in play-by-play announcer. That has got to explain it. Uh, you started to turn things around, and then, uh, Scooter, the, uh, what, 19-20 game win streak happened. Uh, that was ended on Sunday night. But how about the bounce back on Monday? Pirates put together a great performance offensively and on the mound and uh, get it done against Coastal. Yeah, that Coastal game on, you know, Sunday, you just you got to credit Nick Park for, the, for yeah. that game that he pitched against the Pirates and you know for the Pirates to respond so well like they did coming off that loss and off the loss to in that win streak, you know, you could tell the players were pumped Monday when we got out there, and you could just you could just feel that the Pirates are going to win that game, and that they did. And Carter Spivey, a big part of it, with what he did on the mound, and then this run that Bryson Worrell's been on has been tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he is. I would say really inserted his name into an MLB draft name as well with just what he's done this season. But uh, he's been a huge part of this team, not only offensively but defensively from what we saw Monday. But, you know, it's crazy what he's done at the plate over the past couple of weeks. And with the tear that he has done, especially hitting home runs, you know, he's had so many big home runs for the Pirates too. But it's been fun to watch him, and uh, hopefully he can keep it going this weekend. You saw it in Clearwater. I mean, you saw it all year, but it just seems like he's just kind of carried over everything and uh, is just on a one-man run right now for the Pirates. It will be, if you missed this earlier, uh, Cliff Godwin said C.J. Mayhew will get the start coming up Friday at noon 
against Texas. Uh, CJ playing a big role, obviously, as to why the Pirates are where they are right now, including his start on Saturday against Virginia. Yeah, and CJ, you know, what a year it has been for him for really starting the year as the closer on this team and uh, moving into now a Friday night role, sort of say. It's really a little bit unconventional, but uh, CJ has done a great job with it. And, you know, Coach Gowan has said he's kind of put that closer's mentality into all of his pitchers, how you go out there, close out the first inning, you feel good, go out and close out the second inning. And I think that has been a really big part of this team, and that mindset has helped them so good over the past couple of weeks. Hearing Cliff talk about that, hearing CJ, the players talk about it, now, I guess fans, I watch the game with that mentality. When Carter Spivey's warming up before a game, I don't say – all right, let's. Uh, we need seven from him. I say, all right, let's get one, two, three here, or let's get out of this inning with no runs. I'm watching the game now, inning to inning, because that's how these guys are playing out there. Right, and you know, that's pretty much how every pitcher has worked over the past couple weeks. And like you said, you know, for Carter Spivey to have done what he did Monday with those five innings of work really showed what Carter has done over the past couple weeks and how he's been a key contributor to this team especially to be able to come in and get a spot start like that and go five innings as far as health goes and knocking on wood so the pirates do go into monday texas had monday off but they do have to travel east carolina can rest but we're sitting here relatively healthy, right, heading into the Super Regional? Yeah, I mean, the only two players I know that's out, they're entering, they've been out, and that's Charlie Hodges, who's been out all year with Tommy John, and then Riley Johnson, who's yeah. been out for, with his shoulder injury. All right, so Pirates in good shape heading in to the Super Regional. Are you in good shape? We understand you had some issues on Monday. <laughs> had a little uh, nosebleed during the broadcast on Monday, so we had to kind of fight through some adversity to get that nosebleed. One of the oh. Boneyard guys punch you or something? What happened? <laughs> it just... Uh, <laughs> In between the fourth and fifth inning, it just uh, just started to bleed, and it was uh, something that I think will never probably happen again in a broadcast. Now, we saw your final call and not only heard the audio, but saw the video of Scooter arms raised as the Pirates that was awesome. win the Greenville Regional. Great call, great moment. Uh, is there video of the nosebleed out there that we can get our hands on? <laughs> There's no video of the nosebleed. I would love to see you struggling to do that while calling a game. <laughs> that would have been badass. If I know. You, if the final call, as you raise your arms, your nose just, just starts flooding. There's <laughs> great video of Larry Bird shooting free throws with blood all over his jersey. Like You're you could, you're that warrior, Scooter. <laughs> well, someone else compared me to uh, Kurt Schilling with the uh, yeah, bloody sock. Yeah, the bloody sock. <laughs> <laughs> Except yours was legit. And yeah. It was running down your face. Yeah, it was uh, It was definitely uh, interesting and hope, something that I hope never happens again during a broadcast. Hey, look, this man's uh, fighting through it, folks. Good work. <laughs> Just like these, uh, the baseball team is. Alright, Texas is up, Scooter. Uh, what what stands out first about these Longhorns when you look at them? The first person that stands out is Ivan Melendez. And, you know, he's hitting over 400 right now, has 30 home runs this season. And, you know, really that whole Texas offense, they got a lot of good guys in that offense. And pitching-wise, this team's pretty good as well. We'll see Pete Hansen on Friday night, who's a left-hander, who last year actually talked to Coach O today about him. And last year he was their number three guy and now has moved into their Friday night role. He was hit around a little bit against Air Force last week. Gave up, I think, nine hits in that start and a few runs. So he's definitely hittable, but obviously you can't look at that game and say, hey, you know, the Pirates are obviously going to go out here and just attack him all over the place. Uh, but he is a very good pitcher, and uh, obviously with it being Texas, you know they're going to be pretty good. 
And it's got a much different feeling than the last couple of regionals we've been in, A, because it's in Greenville, and you always feel like you got a chance when East Carolina's playing in Clark LeClaire Stadium. But you don't have those, and maybe I'm wrong, but you don't have the top-end, like, top-five draft pick arms that we saw when we played Louisville and, of course, Vandy last year with Rocker and Leiter. And is it more similar maybe to the Texas Tech Super where – we looked at them as an offensive team, most, and, and credit to Cruz and uh, the pitching on Saturday, too, in that series that held those bats down. Sunday, they kind of opened it up. But is this – I don't know. They're probably more of a balanced team, but they don't have those starters you're afraid of like you did these last two Supers. Right, yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing, obviously you said, you know, you don't have those, you know, dominant arms like a Kumar Rocker or a Jack Leiter, but – you also, like you said, playing at home, and I think that's going to be the the biggest thing. And, you know, there was a video I saw before I came in here today with an interview with David Pierce talking about the jungle, and, you know, it's something that they have not seen all year. And obviously they've played in some big environments, yep. being in the Big 12, but he said that this is going to be something that those players have never experienced. And I think that's going to be a key thing. And I think another big thing that I think might have an emphasis on this is that time of being 12 noon. And, you know, obviously with it's going to be hot Friday and Saturday, probably and it's going to be an early start so that's going to be a another wrench to throw into things i think uh scooter last year at this time you would be wondering if you'd be able to see this game at clark claire stadium <laughs> now you know enough people and you know pirate club all that so maybe you could get a ticket but uh the best thing about being the play-by-play voice is you've secured a spot for friday and saturday you're right and that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a very good feeling uh, considering how tickets are going right now. and you now. have one of the best seats in the house too yeah. absolutely and it's in the air conditioner which is another plus is, how many that, that's a huge plus <laughs> how many calls have you got from last week to this week about tickets uh i can't even count how many <laughs> and how many have you had to give away uh zero, zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it works but uh come on scooter I've been your friend since uh, since last May. You got to <laughs> let me in, man. We ate lunch together in third grade. <laughs> uh, Pirates and Longhorns going at it this weekend. Scott Rogers on the call Friday at noon, Saturday at noon. Do we have the TBD uh, Sunday time? I don't think so. I don't think it's been announced. Okay. It probably won't be announced until there, if there is if a there game is three. one. So uh, yeah, we got some day baseball going on at Clark LeClaire, and this has been the toughest ticket to ever get when it comes to an ECU athletics event and yeah there's gonna be a lot of unhappy folks and a lot of people celebrating once they get that email that confirmation that they got their tickets they will be and you know obviously you know I've told a lot of people today I think walking up to the stadium Friday morning is going to feel like you're getting ready for a noon kickoff almost at Dallas yeah. Ficklet. It's going to be an awesome tailgating scene, and it's going to be a scene that obviously Pirate fans I don't think I've ever seen before. Awesome stuff. Scott Rogers joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Scooter, we'll let you uh, rest the voice, get ready for Friday and Saturday and potentially Sunday. But thanks for joining us all season long, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again next week and talk about the first Pirate team going to Omaha. And Scooter, you'd be going with them. Absolutely. It'd be awesome. All right. Thanks, Scott. Scott Rogers joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, continue the baseball talk with Patrick Mason, who had a firsthand look at East Carolina winning the Greenville Regional. We'll talk about that. And the Longhorns when we return after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. Uh, Management, rather. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday, couple days away, less than 48 hours away from East Carolina and Texas Game 1 Super Regional in Greenville, North Carolina. And uh, that'll be coming up at 12 o'clock. Saw this during the break. Uh, East Carolina will be doing. We had a question about, you know, should ECU do some kind of viewing at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium or Minji's Coliseum? Well, they can't do Minji's because there will be graduation going on, uh, high school graduation. So there's a ton of stuff going on this weekend uh, in that area. But there will be a tailgate and watch party. It'll be at let's see parking for the lot is at the carol belk building uh parking lot off charles boulevard where is the actual event taking place click on that chandler because i don't know if i have the actual spot uh will be an 18 foot viewing screen tailgate games food trucks and beverages so that's pretty awesome 18 yeah wow where is this at um go back up it will be um, at the uh, Burt Family Premium Lot. Okay. That's uh, located behind the first base side of Clark LeClaire Stadium. Okay. All right. Cool so deal. Wow. If you can't get in, you can hang out with Pirate fans and watch it there. Uh, that, like- oh, uh, the Howard and Lynn Swain Promenade. If you know where that is, that's where it's actually going to be taking place. <laughs> this okay. feels like a uh, uh, NBA Finals. You know, they'll show the crowd outside the arena. The Raptors. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody does it, really, but Raptors was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, will they be showing our watch-along on that? Um, that's a good question. Why now, not? Now, if you can't come into Pirate Radio because you don't want to pay the $200 fee to sit beside me during the watch-along. Or the $500 fee that I have. Shirley's $500 fee. <laughs> we will broadcast our watch-along outside the Pirate Radio building for fans. Yes for fans if you want to hang out in the uh, ube lot hey all i'm saying is you guys had a watch along ready before they did well look we do things and then they're people that follow we're gonna act like they're 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 they're, athletic we're gonna Mm -hmm. act like we invented the watch along absolutely it's just different here it's what here it means more it's different different patrick mason's here hey patrick hey hey. i feel like we always do this with patrick's on the show we'll talk for about five minutes then we go hey patrick patrick mason's here from the daily reflector yeah you gotta get warmed up before you get to me though (laughs) exactly and uh we let him get comfortable in his seat and everything uh patrick doing all right yeah you know my just you know listen to you guys here my question is since it's so close are you gonna have like that stream because it's like 30 seconds behind i wonder how that's gonna work with the watch along and it's kind of like like a tv it's like being out in the jungle uh chandler so they had uh we were at a location that had a tv under a tent and it was an awesome setup but we would hear cheers in the stadium yeah and wait a good minute plus a long time well usually uh i went out there several times this regular season and usually it's maybe a 
pitch or two behind. Uh, the other day, it was like maybe an out behind. But yeah, it's kind of like that same situation where you know something happened, but you kind of sit around and kind of wait to see what happened, and you still get a good reaction. But you you kind of have that feeling that something is good, good or bad's about to happen. So no, that's a good point. You're gonna hear the cheers or the the faint cheer. So I was out there Sunday. And when I heard a faint cheer, I knew that was from coastal fans and uh-huh. something bad was about to happen. Uh, you'll probably hear that from Texas fans coming up this week if something good happens for the Longhorns. Patrick, I'm going to go back to um, when ECU uh, baseball, when we watched the selection show, and I asked you, do you, f- do you feel like you've <laughs> covered the top eight team in the country all year? And the answer at that point was no. How about now? Are you starting to feel it? Yeah, I mean, are they turning? I mean, they're turning me into a believer. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I guess there's more at this point. There's more good, more closer to eight seed than there is Absolutely. farther away from it. You know what I mean? Cause I guess that you know the biggest head scratching part was the first I think 27 games. You know, they're around 500, but they've played nothing like that since. So I, I guess yeah, you know. How about your uh, your first regional experience? Had you covered a regional before last weekend? No, I had not. What did you um, think about it? I thought it was a blast. I, I just thought it was really cool when you got to see the other teams kind of experience it too because, you know, a lot of the focus is on the baseball. But it was just kind of neat having the other players and coaches kind of come in and go, you know, wow, this was, this was cool. It's fun to see when, like, teams are able to, like, let themselves enjoy the moment as well versus just kind of being so workmanlike. East Carolina's had a great uh, relationship with the four seed. It almost feels a little patronizing at times because they're like because but having said that uh quinnipiac 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 beat east carolina and still the uh by the end of the tournament east carolina ended up uh, eliminating them but you know that they made great friends with the jungle people like hung out like it was an awesome time so i don't think it's like we're going to be nice to you because we beat you. It's a legit, like, welcome. Hope you enjoy your stay. And then you start, the Pirate fans get on their side when they play Virginia or when they play Coastal and uh, and hope for them to win. So it, it, we saw that this weekend with Coppin State. Coppin State was literally, they got eliminated. What did they do next? No, they didn't go home. They joined the left field mega crew. Yeah. Uh, megaphone crew they were out there with the megaphones enjoying the tailgating and being out in the in left field so yeah it's a, it's a different experience for some of these teams especially that 4c like clip said when they come to a greenville regional for so. sure yeah like i said i thought it was just really cool being able to see these teams enjoy themselves and you know like you said not hop right on a plane or a bus and just get the heck out of here <laughs> we focused a lot on east carolina and then the second team coastal carolina because we played them back-to-back games but were you there sunday when virginia blew that lead were you at that game yet uh i, I was just watching it um but yeah that would they you know have a six six nothing yeah they probably thought it was in the bag yeah and uh did not make it to uh sunday evening or monday how about the chippiness between was there chippiness between the players coastal and ecu or is it more just coastal kind of chirping at themselves and their fans i I think it was probably that i don't know if it was necessarily between the teams but it just looked like both teams were just kind of playing with some swag you know and that's what I, i said earlier to someone in the press box like that coastal carolina team reminded me of that um, Florida Gulf Coast uh, basketball dunk team, City. yeah, the Dunk City, just kind of playing with that, you know, larger than life kind of swagger, um, which was just kind of fun to see. But ECU gave it right back too with some, you know, some of their own their own fun antics there. And when you get Ben Terwilliger out there, 
striking people Hulk out. Hulk Terwilliger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to be around that guy when he's playing baseball. He gets uh, he gets intense. Uh, so, Patrick, how about C.J. Mayhew getting the ball on Friday? That decision made today by Cliff Cobb. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he's been your guy you've been relying on lately. And uh, just, you know, reward him, give him the ball. And, you know, he certainly has the ability to, you know, shut down a lineup and at least give yourselves a chance to, you know, Get some runs early and kind of keep it close for sure. And then Saturday, we'll see. Yeah. It's kind of been that way all year, and ECU was in a position where they could beat up on Coppin State and not have to use May- Mayhew, Sailor, or Spivey, put them in a great spot for the Virginia game. Uh, and we'll see. It's it's inning by inning with Mayhew. If he can get through the first, he'll throw the second. And yeah. if he can get through eight uh, hitless innings, he'll pitch the ninth like he did in Memphis. We'll see on that. But credit to him for what he did uh, against Virginia. And, of course, credit big credit to Carter Spivey for his performance on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carter Spivey was incredible. But like you said, you know, the, the rest of the pitching, how it shakes out is just, you know, who do we got left? And I guess that's how it should be. I mean, that's how you got here, right? So why change anything at this point? I guess it's going to be a little more traditional on the Texas side from talking to Tyler Feldman and and hearing from others. They have two starters they really like after that. It's kind of, well, we don't really have that third guy. And he said the bullpen, a bit of a question. So the key for East Carolina, unlike Sunday night, but like they did Monday, get to the bullpen. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of unique where you, a lot of times you think East Carolina doesn't have that clear horse number one kind of starter. And people think that might be a detriment, but on the flip side, if you know if you get to one of those starters, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if Texas has to immediately go to their bullpen, and one of those guys gets knocked around, you're like, what do we do now? Because if that happens to Mayhew, that. we're throwing another good guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, Cliff's like, all right, you know, let's let's go to this guy because that's what we, we've done all year. So I think they're maybe more prepared or ready for a scenario like that. Offensively, uh, Patrick, man, this team has been awesome, and it's been led by Bryson Worrell, although Zach Agnos could have an argument for that, yeah. and uh, and some other Pirates could as well. Uh, but how about Worrell and what he's been able to do and uh, how he's been playing both offensively and defensively right now? He's incredible. It's it's funny when you walk him or watch him walk up to the plate, you're just like, all right, you know, he's going to hit this ball somewhere. It's just where is he going to hit it? He just has that locked in you know mindset and you know it just seems like he's gonna he's gonna come through you just have that trust in him and he has it in himself too he just goes up there and goes all right you know i'm, I'm the dude here i'm gonna make something happen he was one of the heroes on monday lane hoover bit of a slump heading into that game had two big rbi singles on monday yeah the one where he had got the pirates back up at uh to five two where we needed the insurance fund was huge for hoof yeah that you're talking about that single he smacked right up the middle yep. right? yeah. guy on third two outs yeah i mean just huge i think there was after a bad strike call too it was just kind of nowhere near and he just went right back in the plate and just you know figured it out jacob starling that uh average is going to hover around 220 but he's still going to get clutch hits he was able to do it on monday he yeah. does it every time josh moylan we've talked about him and uh his home run against virginia is still going so jjc i mean all these guys wilcoxon went deep uh ben newton so uh, right now you feel really good about their lineup top to bottom you know when you you mentioned josh moylan i feel like he's like one of those slot machines where you just pull the lever and it's like if you if it comes up good like you know he's gonna hit a home run or do something great for you so that's like every time you go up there it's just a wild card like we, we could have something great happen you know it's like He's just one of those guys right now who you know can just put a great swing on a ball and, and take over. Had a nice little uh, pimp job after that dinger on <laughs> a Saturday. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more with Patrick Mason uh, from the Daily Reflector talking Pirates and Longhorns. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I saw a tweet from Texas Baseball. Ivan Melendez, coolest nickname going in sports right now, the Hispanic Titanic, ranks first in the country in home runs, RBI, OPS, and total bases. Yeah, that's impressive. Is that all? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Sucks. Uh, So he is a Golden Spikes finalist. And we'll be seeing him live and in person coming up this Friday, Saturday, and potentially Sunday. And, uh, Patrick, this Texas team, I guess before Tennessee just went nuts, uh, Texas was the number one team in the country. And they finish uh, ninth. And, and, boy, that draw seems huge right now, getting them at home rather than having to go out to Austin to play them. That's right. Yeah, that, that eight seed turned out to be huge, right? Man, uh, so Melendez, what have you looked uh, at Texas yet? And yeah, I've done a little bit. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, they got a, a couple, couple of good pitchers, and obviously, um, you know, he's incredible with thirty home runs. Um, and we we got to talk with Cliff a little bit today, and he he just said like, you know, we're gonna try our best just not to let him beat us. But obviously, you can't overlook the rest of the lineup. Sure, so you can only do so much. But you know, he's definitely on their radar as he should be. Uh, and pitching wise, two starters, and then kind of we'll see uh, for Texas. So, how about their their guy they're throwing Friday? You looked at him at all? Yeah, he's a left hander. Um, I mean, he's pitched a bunch of innings. I think his whip's like under one, which is pretty cool. But I think he's given up a bunch of bombs, which um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I say a bunch. I think it's like fourteen and like I don't know ninety innings, maybe. But and it's, at it's this, he's been able to get touched. You know, at this point, the Pirates are used to facing lefties. Yeah, I mean they've seen their fair share of them, and with a left-hand heavy lineup, you would think that would be a disadvantage to East Carolina. But like we talked last year, uh, or last week, I should say, Patrick, uh, East Carolina gonna face lefties they're used to it and they hit lefties pretty well yeah yeah i think yeah we did talk about it last week and you know we saw justin wilcox and dh and a lefty you know they just like him in there with a lefty so i'm sure we'll see him down there again um and yeah you could just play matchups a little bit but this is a unique team where they're definitely not afraid of handedness you know like yeah. throw a lefty it's all right we got our guy here and you know <laughs> we'll figure it out looks like godwin likes wilcox and facing lefties and then if we see a righty he'll get barini uh in there to to pinch it so uh he's got uh, a few options on the bench most of those left-handers but yeah uh we'll see them come in uh at times so east Carolina, uh the texas is a favorite by the way to win this series yeah i, I guess that's not necessarily surprising it wasn't virginia yeah to win that regional too yeah. i mean you know and, and cliff said today as well like you know we, we kind of still feel like we're almost playing with house money you know we still feel like that you know no pressures on us kind of scenario which is kind of cool when you're you're hosting and you know you think there would be pressure but it's kind of like hey if you guys are predicting the other team to win well we're gonna go out and just show you you know we can do it too and the pirates will have the atmosphere on their side that saturday game chandler said at at times it felt like a third down at dotty ficklin stadium (laughs) and i i mean it was a party atmosphere and patrick up in the press box where we are you get an awful glare at a certain time of the day 
so people uh raised their windows really for the first time all year yeah and we had the windows open in the box and it felt like we were there in the crowd almost that that was the oddest most awesome baseball environment i've ever been in that saturday it was i i literally could not hear either people sitting beside beside me you know i think uh steven's what a foot away from me to my right and i could barely hear what he was talking about with those windows open it was incredible you know that pirate glo- or uh, purple gold chant which uh, yeah it's always kind of silly sometimes but just that the loudness of that was was impressive and there was a play and i'm gonna ask bryson if he joins us tomorrow to get out of the inning i think it was against Geloff uh, was hitting, hit it in the left center, and it looked like Hoover and Worrell were about to collide, and Worrell makes the catch to end the inning. But I'm thinking, I, I wonder if they could hear each other. Like it was so loud. <laughs> I wonder if communication was an issue on that play because even the players probably had a hard time hearing each other. Yeah, you know what? I, I bet that's something they're going to have to address this week or at least talk about. Just hey, let's you know go to the silent count. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like use hands, some hand signs or something. You know, I noticed that Hoover was doing it a bunch on Monday. Was just kind of waving off uh, infielders when he came in to catch a ball with his glove. Um, versus, you know, yelling at him. Because I'm sure that the jungle's right behind you. You know, just a few steps away, those dudes are screaming. Oh, they're going nuts. The uh, the crowd and the seats are going nuts. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. The, the hottest ticket ever uh, when it comes to ECU athletics. Everybody trying to, to get a piece of the action this weekend. And then it's going to go to the secondary market. And, uh, Patrick, it is. Uh, it's, it's the biggest event East Carolina has hosted on campus. I yeah. mean, we, we've gone over, you know, the Conference USA Championship game uh played here and you know basketball really don't have much at all to offer so this is it i I think this is the one this is the uh the biggest event if you win it you're going to the college world series that's right yeah before i hopped on i was just talking with cj about i was just curious so i wonder what the secondary market's like so i hopped on StubHub and like there's a few tickets but they're like 320 bucks right now which is insane absolutely insane to go watch some college baseball yeah. but some uh some super regional baseball how much did you uh did you watch the squeeze play all that did you get into the other regionals this yeah. weekend and all I, I tried to watch as much as i could um more so just to kind of see you know what what these other teams were doing and trying to do um there was definitely a lot of good baseball going on and um, obviously, when you're there, you can you know see some players, but for whatever reason, on TV, the Virginia hitters looked huge. They just looked like massive bodies. You know, <laughs> it was just like wow. You know, that's that's what's standing in the box. You know, 60 feet away from these pitchers. So it was just kind of cool to see that. I'm looking around these regionals specifically at Stillwater, where it just went nuts with Oklahoma State. I mean, they I keep saying this. They were down 12 to nothing and won 29 to 15 <laughs> against Missouri State, which is just stupid. But all around the country. All these runs scored in the teens and getting to the twenties, and I'm thinking like, are these hitters that good? Like, is East Carolina pitching that good? I guess it is to a degree, because you just don't see them get hit on like these teams around the country do. Right, and you know, I, I was I was trying to figure out this too. You know, why why is this the case and what's going on? And I wonder if you know you do use the the bullpen arms in like two or three inning stints. Maybe you could just have your stuff sharper, but. I, I don't know why it's different. I mean, I guess that's always been the case, right? Yeah, and who knows? Maybe uh, 10 years from now, this is the new trend. Yeah. <laughs> like, every team's doing this across the country. Right. You get those aces, you recruit those aces, but you throw them three innings a day, and then you can use them two days later yeah. kind of thing. Right, just have multiple inning guys, and you can shorten up the you know the rest for them. If you Instead of starting once every five days, maybe you can go three, four innings every three or four days. Yeah. Just maximize those guys. And, of course, East Carolina had an outburst against Coppin State, but but that like that 4-2 to two game against Virginia felt like a 
a really good high quality baseball game it did that was i mean probably the game of the year yes yeah. it felt like like you said good baseball it wasn't really a blowout both teams had chances to win clutch defensive plays on both sides yeah all over the place so man looking forward to this weekend and uh you'll be there coming up on noon patrick you, kind of a shame you can't experience it like i did on sunday <laughs> yeah it's right. just a a spectator i know i'd like to soak it in but i guess that's part of the job you know you yeah get to, you know i i guess something I, I didn't really get to write about it all too much i think i did maybe one story on it but i thought it was pretty neat how all the the opposing coaches just gushed over zach agnos yeah like especially the coastal carolina coach he was just like you know that's a johnny ball player like i want one of those you know it was just kind of fun watching other coaches just like look at the East Carolina team and go, man, if I only had that dude. And you know? Virginia's coach knew him from, you know, Jake had him with USA Baseball and, and knew the whole family and yeah. kind of went back and talked about that too. Right. Yeah. I thought that was just so cool. You know, and just when teams are saying, you know, obviously they like their players, they made a regional, they're good. But when you look across the aisle and go, man, if only we had that dude, <laughs> I, I just thought that was really cool. And just the way they were open about it, you know, because I'm, I, I guess you don't see that often, but you know, everyone has had nice things to say. Which was, was pretty cool. Susan says uh, $306 general admission for the Friday game on Vivid Seats. So. Yeah, there's a lot of different markets, and they're all apparently north of 300 And if you are going to do that, make sure it's legit. Right. There's a lot of uh, scammers are everywhere. Twitter scammers yeah. right now. Yeah, you really got to be careful with that stuff. And uh, But I do have some tickets, and if you give me – I'm going to up the price a little bit since it's <laughs> Super Regional. 150 bucks. Hey, uh, I'll uh, give you a – treasure map to where i buried the tickets somewhere in greenville north carolina i love a good scavenger hunt yeah you gotta you're paying for the chance to get those tickets i'm gonna give you the map and then it's up to you and there's like riddles in there so i, I like it yeah good luck good old-fashioned scavenger hunt. <laughs> <laughs> how how bad do you want it pirate fans how big is your shovel uh it is uh it's gonna be a madhouse coming up you've got graduation uh going on high school graduation i uh walked across that stage as a dh conley grad i did not as an ecu grad because i overslept and disappointed my parents was they in attendance and yeah snoozing because we had our like our small graduation like from the department of communications or whatever that friday night and i was at that one as i should be i did not uh walk the stage as an ecu grad myself why is that covid oh so we owe you a graduation we should have one here for you I still, I've, I've still got my cap and gown. Man. I, I won't be attending that. <laughs> there's nothing worse than a graduate. <laughs> I agree. You're, you're <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing worse. And I hate that my parents had already got it. So, like, I think my – I was sleeping after we partied that night. And my girlfriend at the time was there and just never woke me up. And I, I saw on my phone that my parents said – hey we're uh where we sit for basketball games that's where we are look up at us for a picture <laughs> and i'm like i'm not there and i'm not gonna be there i'm not gonna be able to get there mm. so uh yeah that was uh that was my memory cool neat story yeah for for my just real quick for my when i graduated uh you know typical me or just a guy in general i never took my gown like out of its bag it came in so when i finally put it on that day it had it all these wrinkled. like insane like crease marks yeah. and gold marks my mom's like what in the world are you doing and i'm like i, I don't know <laughs> what am i supposed <laughs> yeah, to be I'm doing putting this thing on it is uh you're right and especially like high school graduations those are i don't know if you've been to those for nieces or nephews or whatever yeah, younger but, brother and i was like can we get out of here yeah and they're brutal but uh a lot of people be attending those this weekend and uh you're gonna have a watch party and we have a watch along here 
A lot of options. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of to consume to this game, this super. Regional. We had a lot of eyes and ears on us uh, on Monday. Monday yeah, yeah. Had some people. In, uh, had somebody in Spain. Had somebody in Alaska. Had somebody in Alabama. Jerusalem. Wow. Jerusalem Spain. was one of them. Craig I, I, claimed he was in the Mars rover. What time do you think it is in Jerusalem when <laughs> or Spain? They you know? said it, but was it ten thirty eight? Ten thirty eight at night. It was at night. Yeah, say it's got to be like super late, right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool though. Just can't fall asleep they're on some college baseball yeah oh why not what do you guys cj it's currently midnight in jerusalem (laughs) (laughs) so at that time it was yeah about 10 o'clock or so so uh yeah get there and uh get to your computers and watch us act like fools while we uh watch pirate baseball all right patrick uh you going to omaha yeah yeah i will i i was just about to say uh you got any uh you know, questions or concerns if I'm going to be going somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he stole it. Are you going to go to That's Omaha right. if ECU punches their ticket for the first time? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I will. And, uh, you know, this this is a good opportunity for them. You know, a lot of times they've been the ones going into the hostile environment. Yep. And this time, you know, it's kind of flipped. If ECU wins the Super Regional, will you wear shorts next week? Ooh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll wear shorts. I'll, I'll give, I'll give like a one game shorts. You know, I don't know why this is such a big deal on the show, but it is to me. It's probably hot in Omaha, right? When does the College World Series begin? Yeah, I, is it next Friday? Yeah, I was, you know, I was just looking at this. I the dates have escaped me. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll hope to have you in studio next week to yeah either recap the season or hopefully uh, previewing. The College World Series, which I believe said it begins on the 16th. Does that sound right? If it does, that would yeah, be... 16 or 17th. A week from right. tomorrow. That'll be Thursday. So, yeah, into next week. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's going to be getting underway in Omaha. Ever been out there? No, never. I heard there's a lot of, you know, storms and stuff, but that's all really about the only thing I know about Omaha. Corn? Yeah, and then Peyton Manning's, you know... Omaha! Audible, audible call. Omaha Productions. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Patrick, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. We will be seeing you uh, this weekend and talk to you again next week. Sounds good. How are the White Sox doing? Hey, they're actually playing better. They're okay. doing good. They got the uh, is that the Dodgers? Yeah. yeah. They won like 4 nothing yesterday. The nice. White Sox did. So. Dodgers. The Dodgers. The <laughs> All right. Keep it going. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live on the way. Steven Igo and we'll make you a winner. And we'll hear from Cliff Godwin and Texas coach David Pierce. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday, 3 until 6 p.m. And uh, during the week, and of course, uh, the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show on game days. Go to YouTube, uh, search Pirate Radio TV, and then click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Winner's Wednesday. We'll make you a winner coming up in hour number three. Open up the booty bag. 
Klebrock, Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes, C.J. Schaefer, and in studio. Well, let's go ahead and introduce them. The only way we know how, Shirley Rhodes. I go, I go, I go, I go, he's the one you know. Chandler go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I'm sitting right here, bro. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. This song continues to grow. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. Can we just get back to the show? I go, I go, I go, I go. I feel like by the time football season gets here, I'll be able to walk out, leave, drive across town, and just pick up the phone and talk by the time the segment actually starts. For those not playing along, we are adding one line to the song each and every week. We're going to keep this rolling until one of us passes away. Or stops being on the show. You said it. (laughs) So whatever comes first. Honestly, if one of us passes away now, I'm going to feel like it's your fault. (laughs) And the the song will be over. If it's it's me, do not be like, oh my God. Do not continue the song. If you continue it after my death, I will haunt you after your death. All right, I'll keep that in mind. I go, you're a ghost guy. Do I believe in ghosts? Uh, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I believe in like spirits and stuff. I don't, like, I don't think there's like the stupid like ghost that like in the white sheet yeah, with the yeah. cut out eyeballs. Yeah, like I think there's probably somebody over in that chair sitting in that corner that just creeped me out. <laughs> I think. By the way, that chair was facing straight uh, when we started the show, and now it's <laughs> crooked. Who who could that be? That's a great question. We watched, uh, I wouldn't say watched, we hung out with Igo on uh, Sunday in the jungle. Had a good time. Oh, yeah. I do remember. Scotty Igo. Okay. I was like, what? Scott Igo. I didn't know Scott was there Sunday. I had to deliver the news to him that uh, Monday's game started at 1 o'clock. I'm sure he was thrilled. So he had to call Jay (laughs) and get off on uh monday but uh no i hung out with uh with scott Igo a little bit who is similar to Stephen Igo. similar both uh pretty monotone monotone i would say we did hang out with the Stephen Igo a little bit for sure in, in terms, terms of, of brandon manning's uh tailgate oh that's right we did that's right you hung out with both Igos, but that was Sorry. Was that the spirit or was that you? <laughs> the spirit like took my hand and slapped that uh Diet Mountain Dew. Now I enjoyed we did, we did tailgate with both Igos. I enjoyed two hot dogs from Brandon Manning. Mostly because of the chili. The chili was the star. Chandler, you didn't have the chili. No, because I was rushed to take a picture. That's a pretty lame excuse. I go, you didn't eat one single hot dog. You're not a hot dog guy? 
I ate uh, two hot dogs on Sunday inside the baseball stadium, inside the hospitality tent. That was enough for you for a weekend? Yeah, yeah, and I think that was uh, shortly after I did not take one of Brandon Manning's hot dogs. So <laughs> I bet Brandon's were better. They probably were because... It was delicious. I think we just had some regular hot dogs. Thank you, uh, Brandon, for your hospitality. How cool was it, Stephen, to walk around heading into Clark LeClaire that, uh, this past weekend? It was uh, it was awesome, man. I can't remember. I guess it was Saturday. I took the picture ahead of the UVA game, and I <clears throat> I can't remember if I talked to you guys about it or somebody else. But somebody said it. You know, on the other side by Town Bank Tower, it yep. looked like a, a football tailgate. And so, you know what? I said, you know what? You're gonna. I'm gonna go take a picture of it from the stands, and like I, you know, pick my head up around the corner of the grandstand, and sure enough. Like there was a football game going on, so took a picture, and it was just a great scene, man. It was a, a ton of energy, a lot less energy on Monday, as compared to uh, Saturday and Sunday, but the Pirates still got it done, and uh, I was very impressed with the the Monday crowd considering the workday. Saturday, and and that was the only game I was like in the actual stadium. I was out behind the fence or on the other side of the fence Sunday watching it, but. Saturday being there, windows open, press box. Yeah, windows open, press box was key. That was like, that's one of the best sports environments I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. It was like freaking Hurricanes playoffs, ECU football, big game, and then that game. Like Redskins, Cowboys, Monday night. Like it was up there with all those. And it, because the game, the way the game was, every pitch tense. was tense. So, like, even like a 1 1 count that was a called strike, like people were cheering their tails off. And because everything mattered, it was like a 1 2 run game throughout. And those are the best baseball games, like 11 to 9 or like 11 to 6. Like, yeah, it's it's fun in terms of highlights, but like a 4 to 2 game or like a 5 3 game, 3 to 2, 2 to 1, like those are the best games because every single pitch matters. It could always change at any point. One swing, pitchers are in control. So. Uh, and the game has a good rhythm to it. You know, there's not a lot of errors or not a lot of bad plays. So, like, you're always into the game. You you said the tailgating lot's looking like a, a football game. There was plenty of times where there was two strikes and an ECU pitcher trying to get that third strike. If you closed your eyes, you didn't know if a, a ECU pitcher was trying to get that third strike or if it was third down in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. The, the crowd just getting into it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere was just insane, especially on Saturday. Yeah, that, I mean, just – the fact that so many people had tailgated, you know, it, we you talked about a clip like the Saturday night game, the winners bracket game is in many ways the championship. Like if you win that game, you're in the driver's seat to win the region. It was so hard to come back and get beat twice, even though Coastal did push ECU. I mean, that is the game, and so I think people now that ECU has hosted so many times, like they kind of sense that that is the yeah. game. Like that is the game. It's usually one versus two, yeah. or it's two good teams. Yep. And it's not an elimination game, but they're playing it as if it is and will use up their yeah. arms and do whatever they got to do to win. Both teams threw their best relievers. You know, UVA was in Omaha last year. They've won a national championship in the past decade. So, you know, it was just an awesome atmosphere. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And guess it's what? A- we got more coming up. Unfortunately, it won't be under yeah. the lights. Which Stephen Igo took a lot of flack for his tweet. Yeah, apparently. Just enjoy are, it, Stephen. People are just like, who cares? I'm like, everybody. Like, everybody <laughs> that's going to the game cares that the game's at 12 noon on a workday, on a Friday. You got graduation going on. You got people traveling from out of town. Like, shut up. I saw a guy that said... Uh, well, who cares, though? Who when cares? you said, who, who cares, cares? Uh, or 
the guy said who cares you're like everybody that can't go because they have to work and he said the guy responded to him was like if you can't get off work friday for a few hours you need to be in the in the uh employment line looking for a new job (laughs) what (laughs) like like it's not that easy is it that is it really that easy like uh because does that mean i could yeah get off work here you're you're going right because it doesn't matter who cares what time the game is you're going (laughs) right uh no i can't i I have to be here as other people do at their jobs and you work at a ecu sports station so of course it wouldn't matter i mean you're gonna be there (laughs) steven igo is the only one where it really really, doesn't doesn't matter matter. (laughs) i'm gonna be there either way yeah it's just my wife get a job more mad depending on the time of the game uh i mean you would rather so you're you're wanting to see i think you're being you're the least selfish person talking about it i go yeah i prefer a noon game for work purposes exactly yeah. you want the atmosphere the the fun of it uh away time away at evening very important hours from your son yes you would sacrifice that for jungle after dark for sure and saturday night i was working till 2 a.m recapping the uva game you know that's not fun outside of being able to stay up and watch like stanford versus texas state in the background or whatever but um i would much rather work a noon game be done by six seven and then reset rather than cover a seven o'clock game and be done at two or three a.m saturday night i just could not get enough of searching for videos highlights did the josh the pop on the josh moylan home run was awesome great crowd pop obviously the agno strikeouts yeah it was great Mm. to williger on uh, monday yeah i think i've watched that highlight a lot yeah i thought he was going to literally like break his glove right like tear his glove like squeeze right through it like he's got an epic reaction because it's not like just some standard fist pump he's like like passing out you <laughs> full know? Like, convulsion yeah like he's legitimately turning into the hole yeah <laughs> uh i go i go we'll talk uh, about texas bro when we return on pirate radio live and uh we'll get your your thoughts on hispanic titanic their pitchers and how they stack up with east carolina a lot more to go hour three pirate radio live back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, stay tuned for comments from Cliff Godwin and Texas head coach David Pierce. Also, we got a giveaway for you this hour. We are talking with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. <clears throat> 
uh who did not give us a vip chat this week but guess what he gave us chandler oh boy i saw it in my feed uh he gave what the people wanted what the people need it is the hoist the colors podcast 23 hours ago 2022 greenville regional champs east carolina captured its third consecutive greenville regional championship by defeating coastal carolina 13 to (laughs) 4 why are you writing an article i go this is a podcast yeah what is the description man you click play if you want to hear it. It's pretty simple. I got to read what it's about first, and you got a novel here. I mean, what do you want me to put? Recap of regional? That sounds perfect. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I would expect that from we you guys. We talk You guys are like regional. a Facebook crew that get there and read two words of a headline. First of all, know. it doesn't even say hot listen. <laughs> so why would I even listen to it? that's a great question that's that's the first mistake i'm making (laughs) the host is steven igo this is a podcast centered around east carolina athletics and recruiting hosted by hoist the colors publisher steven igo that is at the bottom of every single podcast i gotta read it all you have to read that note 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 note. intro and outro music provided by assassin's creed black flag (laughs) great video game you guys ever played that uh by the way by the way that's giving proper credit no that's good that's good when the I noticed because I guess what I listened to the podcast. Listen at the end, at the end. Why is the like outro music so long? It was like for two minutes, and, and that to was, make his runtime look longer. Because sometimes I just get lazy and I don't feel like cutting some of that. Outro <laughs> like music. it kept going on. I was like, man. I was sitting there like getting ready but for dinner, and I was like, entertaining. I know you probably jammed to it, right? Oh, I was jamming to it, but yeah. I was like, "How long is it going to go?" And it had like a minute and a half left. Yeah, no, I let it go sometimes. So I, I just don't feel like taking the time to edit it out. Just let it go. Fifty minute uh, podcast, really about what forty two minutes? <laughs> yeah, eight minute uh, outro song. <laughs> All right, so uh, there is a pod that went up yesterday. There's and- a pod going up tomorrow. I'm talking to Jeff Howe from Horns twenty four seven. I'm also talking to Wags, Jonathan Wagner. We're gonna make our prediction, and I'll tell you what, buddies, we got good predictions coming. All right, uh, it's a double guest pod. As of right now, we will not be talking to play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, unless That's he tough. responds to my email. That's tough. Well, you know, sometimes guys are busy, uh, too busy to respond. I'll tell you who we will be talking to tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Aaron Fit, D1 Baseball. He is uh, more busy probably than that guy. I know. He respond, so... That's Aaron, though. Aaron's a good guy. We uh, saw him. Uh, he enjoyed his time. He was, yeah, he took in the whole regional. Um, you know, listen to their D1 podcast. I think he was originally planning to go somewhere else, maybe the Maryland regional uh, or more UNC, but he decided to, to go here. And I think I, he and went to two on Monday. Yeah. Went, went to Chapel Hill. UNC and ECU. Uh, and to hear his descriptors of East Carolina as a guy who's been everywhere. Yep. Uh, to compare, you know, Clark LeClaire to the best of the best and to talk about how he said it was comically loud. That's uh, a great phrase. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was just, it was cool to see what outsiders think of what we got here. And I got to give a ton of credit to uh, UVA coach Brian O'Connor and coastal coach Gary Gilmore. Both those guys were outstanding post game. I know you guys at Power Radio put them up. You know, just being in the room with those guys and kind of taking in their insight into the program and both of them went out of their way to talk about the atmosphere um the coastal coach after they won sunday he was just like like man i gotta he's like i gotta throw out like how special this place is like we've been to lsu and a&m and 
Like, this place is just as special, you know, fans. He, I think he was saying, like, he could feel the atmosphere the whole game, even though the fans couldn't really get into it. They were trying to will the team to victory. Yeah, credit it to the fans happened. on Sunday yeah. for sticking with it. There were, like, multiple points in the four and fifth inning where EC was losing six to nothing. And, like, you would just get a leadoff walk, and the place was going bonkers. You had yeah. some mound visits. The place was going bonkers. I feel like some of the loudest times in the regional this weekend was when there was a mound visit. Yeah. That, uh, and to the Coastal Coach's credit, it uh, it worked. Like, both times, he went out to talk to uh, Parker, who, by the way, threw a heck of a game, and everybody was texting or tweeting, freaking out about what's happened to CCU offense. I'm like, the dude is just pitching the game of his life. Like, he's landed four different pitches, three different pitches for strikes in any count. Sometimes the dude is just on. Yeah. And now he's entered the transfer portal. Oh. Ouch. Apparently. Allegedly. Mm. All right. Allegedly. Um, I go. ECU facing another lefty on Friday. Is that a good thing at this point? I mean, we've seen a lot of yeah, lefties I mean, and had some success. You're going to face a lefty Friday and a lefty Saturday. Both? So, um, okay. Uh, Texas, both their starters are lefties. Both of them have really good numbers. Um, I think ECU is used to facing lefties this point. I mean, they pretty much have their set lineup against lefties or righties. It's about the same, except yeah. for Will Coxon will DH versus lefties and Clonch against uh, righties. Usually those guys get pinch hit for by the fifth, sixth inning because – a pitch and change has happened because ECU's doing so well against them. So now this guy pitching Friday, I mean, he's a workhorse and he's walked. I think he struck out 112 over 18 walks this season. So, I mean, he is not going to beat himself. You're going to have to put the ball in play. Opponents are just hitting 214 against him, but he has given up 14 bombs, which is a lot. But he's thrown a ton of innings. He usually works into the seventh, eighth inning. I mean, he is a workhorse. Really good. No surprise to see a C.J. Mayhew, another lefty, throwing for East Carolina on Friday, according to Cliff Goblin. Yeah, and he's, um, you know, it, it would worry you if if he struggled against righties like a lot of lefties tend to do because Texas is extremely right-handed. Hmm. But that is a strength for C.J. for Mayhew whatever reason. Mayhew is an excellent change-up, and he's not afraid to pitch inside to righties like some lefties are. Uh, he can hit the, the two-seamer on the inside corner or have it fade away. So he's actually a good matchup for right-handed hitters um, because left-on-left, left, he can't really utilize his changeup as much. We break this thing down so much. You hoist the colors uh, and us here talking, and you almost kind of look for new angles to cover. You brought up something Saturday, Saturday before the Virginia game where you were looking at experience, regional experience. I remember asking you about Mayhew in particular, and you said he didn't have a ton, right? No. So it's good for him that he's got a regional start under his belt, too, heading into this game now. I mean, he pitched in about as electric an environment as you can. He's always been a gamer. you know. I remember his freshman year, true freshman year, remember Ole Miss in the 2020 season before it got canceled, he pitched in that in relief and just dominated a really good Ole Miss lineup. Um, to keep ECU in that game. And so like, you knew early on that he was going to be a guy that would go on, go into the mound and have absolutely no fear. Uh, and this turned out to be true. And he's just, you know, he doesn't have the most electric stuff in the world, but he's just going to attack you and he's not going to back down. So, like Cliff Goblin said today, he's not going to let Melendez beat him. But I have a hard time seeing like CJ Mayhew just pitching around him. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be obviously you know if no one's on base go at him like what is a solo home run but 
It's a couple guys on. It's a little dangerous. Mayhew, like Terwilliger, likes the big moment, but they're kind of different. I mean, Mayhew's more of the like stone cold killer, yeah. where uh, Terwilliger is like the berserk. <laughs> kind of, Mayhew would carve you up and kind of keep it clean. Yep. Whereas Terwilliger, there's going to be a lot of blood spatter, yeah. splatter everywhere, and some words. <laughs> and so we figured out too that he is much like uh, Coastal Carolina. Nick Parker talks himself a little bit on the mound. He could see during the ESPN broadcast, so that was uh, entertaining. Does he? Did he cover his mouth with the glove, or did he? Was he, no, he, he was, was just up there, just yapping. I, I would say, you know, Nick Parker was like having a legit conversation, whereas like Terwilliger would just kind of like he would, like mumble a few words. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad dude. And Nick Parker, uh, are you a Nick Parker fan? I'm a Nick Parker fan because post game he was like, yeah, he gave the he gave the best quote I think I've heard from a opposing player. Uh, he said, "Playing for the silence is a little bit better than, or a little bit different than playing for the roar." Which oh, that is cool. Which huh. was an awesome quote about like pitching on the road in a tough environment. Uh, but he he was like, "Yeah, I probably look a little psychotic out there talking to myself." But are you a Nick Lucky fan? No, <laughs> I saw he him. was. Uh, we got him post game. He was not very good. I saw him give the shush to. Uh, yeah, he was doing a lot of stuff out there. I mean, he. He made his presence known. Heck of a heck of a player, clearly. But heck yeah, I, he hurt East Carolina. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't. I just don't think he carried himself with class in terms of like I'm fine with a guy admiring a home run, but he just like took it over the took top. it over the top. Eh, whatever. Yeah. We, we found out Monday yeah. in the press co- or in the post game <laughs> press conference that Carter Spivey is a big moment guy. He went into the yeah. office uh, uh, on Sunday after Cliff Godwin got ejected and said, "Hey, give me the ball tomorrow." So uh, Carter Spivey going out there and getting the job done too. He uh, man, his his transformation from like his first or second year to now is just amazing because even after he gave up the home run, like you know that can be a play to Nick Lucky, by the way, who I think took ten seconds to take three steps and did not get touched. By yeah, the did not get touched. Um, like that in the past, that would have been a moment that would change Spivey's like demeanor. And he would th- struggle to throw strikes, but he came right back, got on the mound, same look in his eye, and just mowed the next guy down, and then went one, two, three the next inning. Yeah, so, like, that, that was, was huge. The, that right? was the most Having an part. inning after that, yeah. too? Like, that's huge. Like, usually you see a guy give up a dinger like that, it kind of falls apart. And instead, he had his best stuff from that point on. So I uh, I was I, I was just blown away by kind of his demeanor, the way he approached it. Patrick uh, mentioned you were talking about the coaches and how well they did uh, post game wise, and he talked about how he said both coaches uh, mentioned Zach Agnos by name. Yeah, both of them came. The environment and Zach Agnos, like both of them were just like, like Gary Gimmer was like, man, like I I would love to have that dude like. <laughs> Playing shortstop, hitting all over the park, and coming in and throwing ninety. I mean, it's like little league, yeah, where yeah. your best player just kind of leads off, pitches, plays short, yeah. just does everything. He was like, we used to have a guy like that, and it was awesome. Like, you know, it's just like <laughs> now we got these sons, bitch, yeah. can't do nothing. Especially when except was, paint their hair and wear shells around their necks. He was saying like, we have nobody at the back end of the bullpen like that. That's yeah. kind of what he was saying. So, hey, credit to me. I said uh, early in the year that I want Agnos with the ball late in the game. In a clutch situation, I don't remember credit, that, but credit, good call. You don't? No. I'll show you. I almost cussed. I'll show you proof. <laughs> There's proof in the pudding. So, wh- what was your feeling when he came in on Saturday? Oh, I was super nervous. <laughs> I, was like, I think yeah. everybody texted. So me was his was, brother. 
it was. Oh yeah, Jake had a good. I yeah. don't know if this is the right move. Is what like three people texted. Me. Well, well, see, I don't really, I don't do that, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, right. but I don't, I don't do that a lot. Where I look at uh, other options, I just say whoever Cliff puts in, I hope he gets it done. Uh, so what were the other options at that point that were being discussed? Who else do you bring in? Uh, Turwilliger. You could have gone because he hadn't Williger, You could have gone you Savage. And the reason they went Agnos. Well, who has experience in tough situations yeah. like that? The reason they went Agnos was a couple of lefties were up, and his changeup plays better to lefties. I mean, there's a reason for everything yep. that is done on that I mean, baseball it's not like field. Cliff is just out there like, eh, I think I'm going to let Lich Savage sit, <laughs> Gut in, feel. sit in the bullpen for five innings, and let's just put it in our shortstop to see if he can close <laughs> it out. A lot of people don't know he's got a magic eight ball uh, that he jiggles and decides what to do. <laughs> So, okay, you, you brought up uh, why he did that, went to Agnos in that situation. At the time he put Agnos in, Yusavage was warming up, right? Yep, yep. He Which said, is that like a running joke now that Yusavage is always warming up? Yusavage, he, I heard Cliff say something about well, that. Well, I asked, like, you had Trey warming up, like, why go to Agnos? And he was just like, well, we've had Trey warming up since the fifth inning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, he, he just said the lefty thing, you know, they were confident in Zach. Because, like, a, le- a change up from the opposite arm usually is the best pitch you have versus a uh, opposite-handed hitter. Did – Savage came in twice, right, and threw very few amount of pitches. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, first two games of the regional. No. No, two and three. When he come in, maybe – He pitched Sunday for, like, a batter okay. or something. So, yeah, then one and three. Coppin State and uh, – He pitched Coppin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he pitched out of the early jam. What's the uh, – I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this weekend, I go, because it's like there's no set plan. Everything is in pencil and can be changed uh, pitching-wise. Like, I think that's an advantage for ECU I know. because, like, if you're Texas, you're looking at these numbers and you're like, what the hell are we going to do? Like, who do we prepare for? And D1 Baseball had a scouting report up on both teams today, which I thought was a great read. you got to have a subscription to read it. But part of it was like an opposing coach was breaking ECU down, and they were like, Every time you get something going offensively, like even like a, a hint, they switch pitchers. And it's like a different look, a different angle. So then you got to readjust, try to still put something together against a new guy. And they're like, all these pitchers are kind of similar, but they're all different. Like they all either sink it or cut it or have an off-speed pitch. So it's like very tough to get into a rhythm, I think, with ECU's uh, pitching plan. What if Cliff started some here and 15 years from now, yeah. this is what – texas and you know tennessee are doing they're all throwing three innings yeah because you can throw your best guy friday for three or four innings and then throw him sunday for two innings that's what everybody keeps saying like spivey has to start saturday and i'm like no like if he's using a position to win game one let's say mayhew gets you through four or five you bring in sailor yeah bring in spivey the past three or the last three innings okay you win game one sit him game two and you can bring him back sunday so, like, I think it's – you can play it multiple ways, too. And I believe it, it, I saw going into the regional that Spivey – or, I'm sorry, Sailor was, like, two innings shy of a record for innings in a season for ECU baseball. I want to say – or appearances, maybe. maybe. appearances. Appearances. Because he – I mean, he's pitching. Yeah, it wouldn't be game. innings. It would be yeah, appearances. That, that same scouting report was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Sailor pitches in every game. Like, this dude is always on the mound, which he is. Ah, and you feel pretty good about the bats, I go, where they are right now as well. Yeah, a lot of quality of bats. Uh, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, 17 hits Monday, right? I mean, Coastal clearly 17 ran hits, out of pitchers, runs. but... I mean, anything. And getting them early, too. Like I said earlier, I had a nervous feeling against Virginia. The nerves were calmed a little bit, A, by Mayhew, but B, by Moylan hitting a two run absolute tank. Mm -hmm. And then how do you calm the nerves Monday? Uh, A clean inning, and then you get a Bryson triple and a JJC sack fly, and that kind of calms the nerves. Get them early. That was, um, and they, they, the thing about Sunday's game was they never. And Cliff said a post game. They'd never gotten a situation because they were down so quickly where they could like put some pressure on Coastal. And there was that third or fourth inning where it was first and third. They were up two nothing and like Coastal was clearly freaking out about what ECU was trying to do. They threw like eight pickoff moves. They had a mound visit. And eventually Jenkins Cowart um ripped a two run single. So it was uh <laughs> a two-run single where Worrell scored yeah, from um, first inning. Which he was running. Like, it was a hit and run, which is why. Oh, I, think the I TV, that. I couldn't see it. Yeah, the TV sucked. Couldn't see anything. Uh, I think they just showed Jenkins Cowart, like, rounding first base. <laughs> his, With uh, a fist pump. His celebrations, by the way, man. Like, how awkward He's like a big goofball. How, how well, part awkward. of it is his wingspan yeah. and everything he does just looks... He's just lanky. He looks now. like one of those, uh, you know, things you see outside the car. Oh, yeah, the wacky inflatable tube. That's like Jacob Jenkins Coward. Gumby, whatever you want to call him. All right, uh, good stuff, Igo. Another pod dropping tomorrow. Good stuff. Oh, he's horns down. He horns down. down. Is that going to be the uh, name of your next podcast? Palmcast? (laughs) My next Palmcast is going to be... Horns down, baby. Horns down, baby. Can't wait to see that description, man. Can't wait to to read that. I'm just going to go horns down, hashtag. I did find it funny today. I was watching an interview with the Texas Ace, and he just said uh, horns up at the end. Like, it was just kind of weird. Like, Do they all do that? I thought Hook'em was the first. Hook'em, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Horns up. Hook'em. Hook. Did you say, did you have a rebuttal? I said horns down. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Anything else? How are the Mariners doing? Uh, they've been better. They got a winning road trip. Beat the Astros? Uh, they no. are one on one against Astros. Okay, winning road trip though. Take that. Two of three against. Uh, what are you, Mike Schwartz? Two of three against the Orioles. Two of three against the Rangers. Oh. One and one against the Strays. One more note, I go. I I can't. It warms my heart. Mm. I told you. Seeing Schwartz, the basketball team, football players, Keaton, football players, Kim McNeil was out there. Um, seeing all that warms my heart, man. Yeah, no, it's I, awesome. It's uh, the support of ECU athletics as a whole with baseball and the community man like every time i i go somewhere like about that baseball team man it's like crazy right now it's like this talk of the town yep it's amazing it's awesome all right shirley open up the booty bag as we say goodbye to i go booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere i'll you We're going to have Scott Igo join us Friday on the watch along <laughs> off camera. And he's going to talk like you, and we're, it's, people are going to think it's you. That's fine with me. All right. Cliff, I know what he's done. All right, Shirley, what are we giving away? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. That can be yours. Hey-o. If you're caller number seven, call Hey-o. seven, 317 1250. We're back with more Cliff Godwin, David Pierce after this. Dave?
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps. Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, and Josh Hooten. Also, Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Chris Hill of Blunt's Creek. Picked up uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. And is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All right. Shirley mentioned uh, former pirate Ashley Caps, who I faced uh, growing up in baseball. Cooling story. The lefty. Uh, 2001, he was 3-2, and two, had a 3.89 ERA. Nice. Not bad. Static consider. What'd you say? Stat to consider. Stat to consider. Different. Three starts, 41, two-thirds innings pitch, gave up uh, 39 hits. How many walks this guy have? 26 walks. No, 21 walks, 26 Ks. Did not give up a triple. Wow. <laughs> stat to consider. Those are the numbers on Ashley Stat Cap. to consider. I have another former Pirate joining us on Thursday, Brandon Manning. Cool. What are you laughing at? Nothing. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, CJ is on one right now. Not not audibly on the show, but off mic, CJ is on one. On one. He's on He's one. He's on one. Shirley, let's hear if Cliff Goblin was on one earlier today as he met with the media via Zoom. Let's hear that Q&A. Yeah, we just got done with practice. So, uh, you know, one more day and then, uh, you know, we'll get to play Texas. So, super excited for our guys, number one, for our fans, uh, the town of Greenville, East Carolina University, to be able to host a Super Regional against a very, very quality opponent in Texas. Cliff, Andrew Schnicker with the Wilson Times. Just looking at Bryson Worrell and what he's done for this team this year, you know, how important has he been and what do you think has allowed him to have such a successful season? Uh, it's been huge for us. Uh, you know, I said this a lot uh, after this past weekend that – you know, he had an opportunity to sign as a free agent last year for, you know, around $20,000. Can I record this? And I told, I told him that I didn't think he should sign, you know, for $20,000. I think he should come back. And he says, I don't think I should sign for that either. So he made that decision. And I said, let's come back and do something special. And everybody wants to know, like, hey, what's different with him? In reality, he's healthy this year, which last year he wasn't. Um, he's grown up a whole lot just mentally. Um, the leadership he has provided to a lot of our players, but especially the younger guys, um, you know, helping JC and, and others uh, just continue to mature and understand how to navigate a college season. He's a he's a glue guy, not only just a really good player. If I could ask a follow-up, just how have you seen him grow from his start with the program to now? Oh, man, it's, it's uh, light years apart. Uh, his freshman year, and I can laugh about it now, he had to have an accountability partner. Um, basically, he would have to follow, I think, Andrew Hendrickson, who was a senior outfielder around, and do his early hitting with him, throw with him. I told him, said, hey, if he goes to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom uh, when he goes, just to 
you know, help him out from a work ethic standpoint. So now I don't have to worry about that. He's on the other side helping younger guys. Okay, Joe Cook. Hey, Coach, Joe Cook with Inside Texas. Uh, just curious, you know, what you've seen from uh, your scattering report on, on Pete Hansen, the guy probably going Friday, and then also uh, Tristan Stevens, one of Texas' main uh, bullpen guys. I'm going to be uh, disappoint you. You don't know me very well, but I haven't looked at their stuff yet. Um, just I'll start doing that tomorrow, and I'll get up. I'm an early riser, so I'll get up really early Friday morning so it's fresh on my mind and, and get my notes together. But I, I know, look, I know they're good arms. I don't know it specifically. You know, I haven't looked at their stuff and to be able to navigate that stuff yet. So sorry that I don't have those answers for you. Okay, Aaron Beard. Hey, Coach, uh, I have sort of a broader question dealing with the, the regionals and offense. Uh, you know, we stopped an offense across the country, but in the regionals, a lot of games with 15 and 20 runs. You guys had one with 17. I'm curious, can you explain why the offensive numbers seem to be surging across the college game? I have a couple thoughts, but I really don't know for sure, so I'm going to keep those thoughts to myself. So somebody posted somewhere in Hake, I says this. Uh, have to probably get some data from a lot of different places. Uh, I have no idea. I really don't, um, you know, what, what the difference is. Maybe, you know, part of it could be that there's more older players that are talented because of the shortened draft that have seen a lot of college pitching. I mean, Bryson's been in our program for five years, so I mean, he's seen a lot of different arms and stuff. So, But I really probably don't have an answer for you. Okay, we'll go back to Stephen Igo. Hi, right, can you hear me this time? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got to figure it out. Uh, do you know who you will start Friday, and or is that something that will be uh, determined in the coming days? Uh, Mayhew's going to start on Friday. And then as a follow-up to that, or after that, I mean, is it kind of the same deal as, as you guys have handled it all season in terms of, you know, everybody will ask about a game two starter. Was it just based upon what happens Friday, you go from there? Yeah, whoever we don't use in a – max capacity role will be available to be that number two starter. Okay, Patrick Mason. Hey, Coach, uh, before the regional, you just said your team was relaxed and just almost kind of playing with house money. And does, does that sort of feeling continue into the Super Regional? And do you like kind of having that feel around your team? Well, it's that way because we were 14 or 13, and all you guys said we were awful and we would never make a postseason run. So they've been playing playoff baseball since our 28th game. And – um, that's been neat. You know, I don't tell them not to dogpile. I don't tell them to dogpile. They've made those decisions amongst themselves. And it really has, for the first time in my head coaching career, been a player-led team. Um, we feed them information. The players um, take that information and go with it. So um, I do still feel like we're playing with house money because nobody's, uh, you know, thought we were going to be any good this year at the beginning of the season. So, um they could have very well played with pressure after the 20-game win streak was broken. But I knew when we took BP on uh, Monday that we were going to play really well. I didn't know we were going to win, but I knew we were going to play really well because of their uh, mental capacity, the way they were bouncing around the field. I said, hey, we're going we're gonna to be engaged, and it's going to be tough to beat us at home today. Okay, we'll go back to Joe Cook. Coach, I know uh, Texas has a guy like Ivan Melendez who's you know, probably going to be an All-American candidate since you faced someone I guess similar to him like Tommy White a couple of times when y'all faced NC State this season do you kind of use that approach or is Ivan a, a different player that you have to use a different approach with we're going to do everything in our power not to let him beat us 
but they've got some really good players around them. So you can't just, you know, take those guys lightly by any means. So, but we're trying to not let him beat us. Okay. We have any other questions for coach? Okay. We'll go back to Steve and I go. Coach, you guys once again get a uh, pretty quick turnaround for the Super Regional, but how nice is it at least to, to not be traveling this year and at least being able to, to stay in town? Oh, it's way better. I mean, we played at least this year. We played on Monday at 1 where we were playing that night game on Monday night against Campbell um, a few years ago and then had to go on the road. So it's way easier when you don't have to get on the flight after playing a long regional series. So. I think our guys will be way more rested than we were when we – I mean, that first practice at Louisville, uh, when we broke the huddle and those guys ran on the field, I was like, oh, God, this ain't going to be good. Burley was, like, dragging his legs out to the outfield. So, um, no, we're in we're in good shape, and, and uh, we're just excited to be at home. Patrick Johnson. Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, Coach, a couple of questions. Uh, you, you've played in a – Super Regional, the last time it was in North Carolina and hosted by ACU, though, beaten Kinston. What are the experiences as far as what you can relay to the guys, if anything, kind of what to expect, even though it wasn't in the same ballpark, you know, fairly close, but uh, just, just some memories, I guess, from that lead up to that Super. Well, Pastor, that was a long time ago, um, but uh, – no, it's no different than hosting a regional, in my opinion. And what I mean by that is as far as the atmosphere. Obviously, it's just one team. It's the best two out of three. The format's different, but um, the excitement level, the fans, the crowd, I mean, it's going to be, you know, hopefully even a little bit better than it was on Saturday night against UVA. But it speaks to that love of You just got to make sure you're loud on the field so you can communicate, you can hear one another. And just a quick follow-up, obviously you stay in touch with a lot of your teammates and a lot of Pirates from the LeClaire era. Uh, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of messages from them. What are you hearing from, from some of your old teammates? I mean, everybody's excited. I mean, look, if you played baseball at East Carolina and, and we're having the opportunity to host a Super Regional in Greenville, North Carolina, Clark LeClaire Stadium for the first time, I mean, how could you not be excited? So. Um, that's one of the coolest things since I, I've been able to be the head coach here for eight years. You've got the group of guys that I played with, and of course, guys in between that and when I became the head coach here. But to run around the jungle and see Sam Lanier and Tyler Smith and Cam Colmore, Matt Bridges, of course, Chad Tracy is, you know, spending the night with me and John Williamson's coming down. Um, I mean, hell, Eric Backage and Nick Schnall, well, I don't know if they're going to be able to make it this weekend, but they're going to try to. So um, it's just – it's awesome for, you know, so many guys want to come back and just be a part of it. And that's what the East U baseball family is about. There is Cliff Godwin from earlier today's Zoom press conference as he answered questions from the media. By the way, we'll be out there tomorrow. Chandler, maybe another two-a-day. It was a four-day last Thursday. It will be less people to interview uh, this week uh, because, well, it's Super Regional time, ECU, Texas. So, so happy to get out there and learn more about the Texas Longhorns and hopefully get to talk to the Hispanic Titanic. David Pierce is their head coach. We'll hear from him in a moment. By the way, East Carolina is practicing from 1130 to 1 tomorrow. 1130 to 1. Texas after that. So, we'll have the video uh, audio for you. So, Keep it locked to your socials, Instagram, Twitter, Lock in. Facebook, and in their entirety on YouTube. Uh, David Pierce, we remember him as the Tulane head coach. He was also on Frazier, I believe. 
Shirley? The, the spinoff, The Cheers. Was uh, David Hyde Pierce? Is that a person? And that's a person. Thank you. Way to go. I did it. You are correct. I did it again. Way to go, Clip. I did it. Hey, congrats. Yep. You did it again. I did it again. Way to go. David Pierce, also from Frasier. CJ, anything? That guy is great. Nothing? No. All right. Let's hear what Texas coach David Pierce had to say. You have an outfield fence that's five feet, maybe six feet tall, that people are hanging over it. The bullpens are open. People are hanging over them. So the environment's going to be even different than anything we've been in. I've been there many a times, had players have beer thrown on them, had security issues in the bullpen. Uh, they really don't care. Uh, they call themselves the jungle, and they act like it. Wow, <laughs> David. They really don't care. Okay. They don't care. They have beer thrown on them. By the way, don't throw beer on people. Don't be like that. Don't be like Tennessee. What'd they do? They threw Football, stuff on the field? Uh, like mustard and a golf ball? Yeah. I mean, chatter, yeah. chat them up, but don't uh, don't throw anything at people. Yeah, don't do that. That's not cool. No. That's not a cool, neat story. No, but uh, hit that again, Charlie, because I want to hear him oh, talk. I have talk. You have an outfield fence that's five feet, maybe six feet tall. That oh. people are hanging over it. The bullpens are open. People are hanging over them. So the environment's going to be even different than anything we've been in. I've been there many a times. Had players have beer thrown on them. Had security issues in the bullpen. Uh, they really don't care. Uh, they call themselves the jungle and they act like it. It makes it sound like it's a lawless. Like once you step into Clark Leclerc. What do you mean security issues? You make it sound like there's no security. Like and the just, bullpen is open. It's a bullpen. Is it supposed to be closed? <laughs> is he aware that there's been four murders at Clark LeClaire this year in the bullpen alone? <laughs> and two of them this weekend. The bullpen should <laughs> Welcome be in to a Clark LeClaire Stadium. I'm going to have to really emphasize my read about we just got treating done. the players well. Yeah. There, there was two coach, three coaches that just complimented the atmosphere here at Clark LeClaire Stadium. You got this guy coming in here talking about uh, it is they call it the jungle and they, they act like it you well, damn right david now in his defense that was only defense. 25 seconds of uh, a longer interview where in general he talks about how uh you know how it's a great college atmosphere yeah. and a college baseball atmosphere i, I only took what was given to me which was the the 25 seconds that yeah, i had we'll hear more of it but, yeah, and, but so in his defense that's it's slightly out of context and what are we if we don't jump to conclusions this is what we want <laughs> this is what we need to be doing this is awesome but don't do it don't do yeah, it yeah no nobody else do it only us but don't do don't it. No. do it clip we're doing it don't do it <laughs> we're throwing beer on people no, I'm talking about the, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what you're talking what about. What do we do? She said, Shirley said we took a 25 second oh, clip out of yeah. oh, oh, you're saying don't like. You're saying we should be a show where we take people out of context. And, yeah, and we stir the pot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, be careful what you wish for. Because I, I would love to. Lex and Terry used to do that. If anybody listened to their show. No. They would take things said out of context and uh i i think i've done that years and years ago here at pirate radio but 
i'll make cj i'll do one for cj Uh next week and put it on the show see how much he enjoys it (laughs) all right let's take a break we'll come back wrap it up here on a wednesday back with you after these words You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alright, wrapping things up here on Pirate Radio Live. I am going to come right through this microphone. I'm going to come through that door and just punch you. You don't understand how robotic it is. Anyway, we'll see you uh, (laughs) Thursday, 3 o'clock. Chandler, CJ, Shirley. See you Thursday at 3. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.